0: It is 1.45 in the morning and I'm recording this intro because I love you all and what I'm doing here is important and quite honestly brave and I think that the fact that I uh, am able to produce such high quality content even under the most, uh, I'll say uh, non-ideal, unideal, whatever, you, whatever the qualifier is for... Uh, the not not great situations, I guess. and it's a and it's it's a prison of my own design. i I kind of procrastinated this week in getting the episode recorded, and that also paired really nicely with the fact that I am traveling this week. So, yeah, I mean, i'm I'm human. We're all human. We all make mistakes. We all learn, we all grow. And honestly, it's not uh, as far as you guys are concerned not much is different which is sort of the goal (laughs) i hope you're doing well wherever you are welcome to the we didn't i always like rush over the didn't didn't the didn't i'm a once in a generation talent uh singer as well no i there's the no There's always a no. You know, we always got to get through it. This is the We Didn't Peak podcast. I am your host, Chance Nichols, and I hope, as I said earlier, you're doing well. Hope you're having a good Monday, Tuesday, whenever it is that you listen to this episode, this show. It's great. What happened this week? We made a Facebook page for the show, which is exciting and something I said I wouldn't do, and I did it because I'm trying to build a media empire here, and you got to... You gotta you gotta have some cars in the garage if you're gonna build an empire. That's what I always say. Yeah, so go like that on Facebook. It's just we didn't peak with Chance Nichols. Search it on Facebook. It's one of those like pages where you just click the like button. I'm gonna share all of the shit uh, for new episodes and everything there instead of on my my personal page. Which I, I mean, I'm gonna like make the post on the podcast page and then share it to my personal page so you'll still see it or whatever. But I'm asking you to go like it because it looks better if we have a lot of likes. And that's what that is. So what else happened this week? The NFL Draft. Hey, hey, good, good times with that NFL Draft, baby. Trevor Lawrence, of course, went number one to the Jaguars, which God love him. I wish him well. Hey, I wish him well. (laughs) Probably not going to... Probably not going to go the way he wants it to go. But who knows? Who knows? He looks like a bust, though, doesn't he? Like, he kind of looks like like all the, all the potential in the world, all the talent in the world. Look at the national champion, blah, 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 blah. I can see him not having the greatest of NFL careers. But who knows? I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he proves me wrong. That would be awesome if he could prove me wrong. I love being proved wrong. And I genuinely mean that. Do you know? Like, it's... It's fun to be wrong sometimes because it it, it kind of makes me realize, "Oh yeah, I'm still just like a fucking moron that can still learn things." I'm I'm humble is what I'm saying. I'm like the most humble guy on earth, and that is true. That is a truth that is a true statement about me. Also this week it's just been fun. Like, I don't know, guys. I've been like this week I like hung out with people, and it was great. Like, I don't know. It's I, uh, I like hung out with friends, like fully vaccinated friends and it felt regular. Like it felt normal. it didn't, it felt like riding a bike. Like if you're out there and you haven't quite gotten your vaccine yet, or you haven't like gone out and like had like a, like a hangout with people yet it, and you're worried. I mean, it, it, I can't speak for your experience, but for me, it's like, oh, and we're just picking up right where we left off. There's no, like, it's fine. Like life is back. Kind of, kind of. I mean, it's still kind of fucked out there, but I don't know, man. I have I saw some friends this week, got to hang out with some cool folks, meet some new people. Meeting new people, you know? Like, what a concept. What a novel concept. I haven't met, like, a new person that hasn't been, like, brought to me. You know, like, because, like, my roommates have friends that they bring, like, that would come over... Spoiler alert: We would add people to our little bubble willy nilly, kind of not willy nilly, but you know, like oh, this person's gonna come over, it's fine. And so, like, I would meet like some people or like go over to their backyard or whatever the fuck. But like, go just going out in the world and sort of organically meeting, like, oh, you're oh, hi, good to meet. Like that interaction there, like just out in nature, is like oh, we're we're back, kind of, kind of we're back, we're back, kind of. I don't know, y'all. It's I'm, I'm having a good time with it. Uh, I'm about to hear it is how many hours until my flight? Let's see. I should be able to do this in my head. Like seven hours. In seven hours, I'm getting on a plane to Chicago. <clears throat> Very excited for it, Windy City. I'm coming your way. I'm gonna do a lot of podcasts with some cool ass people, and those episodes are gonna come out, which will be very exciting. And uh, hopefully, do some stand up. That's right. I'm gonna try to stand up on a stage and tell jokes, and uh, that'll. I'm and I'm gonna post a picture if I do it. I'm gonna post a photo and say, "Look at me! I got my Pfizer boys running through my veins, and I'm holding a microphone stand, and it's going to be glorious." Yes, it'll be a glorious time for everyone. This is my newest character, Doctor King. Oh, Doctor King. Well, there's already a Doctor King, and I can never be him. Moving right along, we had some some interesting. Oh, like with the moving shit, we're still like in the process of like, you know, getting boxes and bags and things unpacked and whatnot. And we just have a fuck ton of furniture that we don't need, like. Because we got this place from our friend Ethan, and he left a ton of shit because, you know, he's kind of rolling in dough, so he just bought all new shit. He was like, oh, you guys can have this, 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 and this if you want it. Like, he gave us a fridge and a TV, and it's like a nice—it's like those TVs that, like, curve on the sides. Fucking electric. And uh, But then there's also, like, all these, like, shelves and tables and shit. And I'm kind of sitting in the middle of all of them just looking around. And it feels like we're in like a like the back room of like a furniture store. But like a thrift store furniture store where it's all kind of worn and shitty. And it's like, who died on this shiffer robe? But So if you guys want to buy some furniture, we're probably going to start posting about it. Uh, if you're in the L.A. area, come and get some. I love Glendale. Can I just say I love Glendale. I love living in Glendale. This area is like, oh, it's beautiful. The people are nice. Our neighbors have like kids and shit, and you, you see the kids are all like, like fun and giggly and like run around outside, and it's just a nice change of pace. And I'm excited to explore it more and more. There's some great little coffee places we found. There's some fun little little bars and shit like that that we're excited to check out. There's like a bowling alley with a bar that I'm gonna haunt. I am that guy. I am that guy. I am the old man that it, it's like what's your cheers? What's like what's like what's your spot? The bowling alley bar. And I wear that badge with honor. Okay? It's not easy and someone's got to do it. Someone's got to be that weird guy that's sitting at the bowling alley bar and it's like does that guy have a wife? And it's like, yeah. He's married to this bowling alley. <laughs> He's married to the 11th frame. That's got to be the name of your bar you know, if it's in a bowling alley, is the 11th frame. I feel like that's like a national rule. Like, that's got to be a thing. Who's to say? Uh, any fun? Let's see. What's what's trending right now? Maybe anything fun? Because like I said, my brain's kind of like, it's late, so I'm still <laughs> I'm just, like, trying to come up with, you know, shit to say to you people. <laughs> uh, <tratar> Vax Live? Oh, yeah, there was like a a thing, some sort of Vax Live concert. Who was it? Uh, Prince Harry came to the thing. I think he's the good one, right? He's the one that we like. Yes, 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 yes. And J-Lo, which J-Lo was spotted with Ben Affleck. Uh Uh-oh, drama. Maybe they're getting back together. Maybe he'll do another Batman movie. Could be a little bit of fun. Oh, the Chiefs draft. We talked about the NFL draft. The Chiefs draft was fine. I mean, it's fine. It's like... I'm never blown away by the the way the Kansas City Chiefs draft because we're not, like, I don't know. We're not the best drafting team, which isn't true because, like, you know, we drafted Travis Kelsey. We drafted Tyreek Hill. We drafted Patrick Mahomes, all that good stuff. But, like, I don't know. They drafted a center from Oklahoma, that Reed kid or whatever from Oklahoma. He's a center, which we just went out and bought. like Like, the Chiefs are going to have the best offensive line in football next year, which is incredible. But... I don't know. And we added like a Clemson wide receiver which is cool. He seems like a fast like good pass catcher which now that we don't have Sammy Watkins, we need like that's the thing is like with Tyreek Hill, he's such a dynamic talent, but you got to have somebody on the other side of the field because he 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 takes so much space like the so much he's like so much on the the defensive mind. And that's why, like, Travis Kelsey, it's, like, great to have him as a target as well. But, like, another wide receiver, like, to compliment Tyreek, where it's like, okay, well, you can't double cover all of us. So someone's going to come and fuck you. Which we've had glimpses of that with, like, Nicole Hardman and with Sammy Watkins and uh, some other, like, people. But it it's never been, like, a, a clear cut. Oh, holy shit. That's the other guy. And I hope that this kid from Clemson is the other guy. And we got a linebacker from Mizzou. Hey, M-I-Z, baby. M I Z. I can hear the Z O U's out there. If you're a real one, if you're a real one, you know the Z O U M I Z Z O U. Go Mizzou! Shakespeare's Pizza shout out, Columbia, Missouri, Como as we call him. And uh, yeah, he's a Mizzou linebacker. He seems great. I wish we would have gotten a linebacker with our first pick. I wish we'd have picked the first, first, best linebacker available. We traded away. We traded away our first round pick for uh, Orlando Brown, which I mean, I'm probably gonna buy a jersey for that. Like I'm gonna buy that guy's jersey basically so yeah good good times i've i'm optimistic about this coming season for the chiefs i think I, th- I think we just might do it this might be the year that we run it back kansas city god how cocksure were the chiefs when they did that the chiefs won the super bowl in 2020 yikes and then the whole fucking all the marketing was run it back let's run it back Folks, that like, like, how silly do we look now that we we came so close and then we lost to Tom Brady? Which makes sense, you know. Greatest of all time. If you're gonna lose to somebody, you better. You might as well lose to the goat, as they call him. Let's get on to some listener questions or responses to the Instagram thing. Where I'm like, oh, questions, comments, concerns. We'll call this questions, comments, and concerns because that's more concise. A lot of ksh ksh. That plosive. You like that ksh? Driving in your car and you hear a nice, Ksh! it's not your tire, it's your podcast, your favorite podcast, my podcast. Let's get into it. First question People your age with children and just why? <laughs> I mean, do whatever you want. Like, I'm chasing my dreams, and for some people, their dream was to be a dad or a mom or, you know, whatever. Like, I think it's fine. Like, I, it's not for me, definitely not for me. I couldn't have a kid right now. When my parents were my age, I was alive, so they were young parents, and I don't want that. It's just not for me. One day, I want to be a dad one day. Like, I would, like, that's something that I definitely want to do someday, but it's not, not anytime soon. I got too much shit, like, to figure out, you know? Like, I have a perfect setup right now with, with, with Huck, our dog. Our dog. It's Lucas's dog, my roommate Lucas. Shout out Lucas. We shout out Lucas a lot in this episode that you're about to listen to, but. Huck is like, it's the perfect setup because I get all of the perks of having like a dog, but none of the responsibilities. And so it's like, that's how I feel about with kids. It's like, I want to be able to say, hi, how are you? Like our neighbor's kids. Like I say, hi, how are you? Like, oh, hi. And they like wave and giggle and run to their mom and stuff. It's like, that's about as much of an interaction with children I want at this stage in my life. If you have kids out there and you're 26, (laughs) good for you. (laughs) God bless you. Wow. Kids. What a concept. Next one here, Elon Musk on SNL, parentheses, don't blow it. Thank you. It's like, I mean, I haven't watched SNL in a long time. It's not that I think it's a bad show. It's just like I don't, it's just not something that I watch anymore, really. Like, I have a lot of weird mixed feelings about the show. And Elon hosting, I mean, it's like it's a fucking they want to they want to get a rating like they they need a, a guest that's going to pull a rating and people are going to watch it because he's a controversial and big name right now. And he does fucked up stuff like the whole anti-union thing is really fucked the way like some of the reports about. Some of his way the way he runs his businesses and things, like I don't know. But the other thing is like you don't get to be where you are or where like where he is without having something interesting about you. Like like he's an interesting guy, kind of. You know what I mean? Like he's a computer. He seems like a computer. If you listen to him answer a question, it goes like this. It's like he takes these long pauses, which are so fucking weird to my ears. Like someone will ask him be like, Elon, uh so Are you concerned with AI and like how it might, you know, uh, one day overthrow humans? And then he'll go like this. He'll go, are you concerned with AI? Well, (laughs) he'll take like a long pregnant pause because he's like actually thinking. And that's the only thing I really like about him is those long pregnant pauses. I also would love a Tesla. That let it be known that I would love to drive a Tesla. Those things are cool. It's like driving an iPhone, which rocks. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's. eh, They could have could they have picked a better guest? Yes, could they have picked a funny person to be on the show? God forbid, yes. But what what are you gonna do? Like it's a fucking show on NBC. They 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 need to sell some shit. They need to sell some ads, and I guess he's a way to do it. I'm not going to watch it, but I will be. what I will be watching whenever he's hosting is my Robinhood app because I feel like Dogecoin, and this is not financial advice, Dogecoin is going to go through the fucking roof, in my opinion, when Elon's hosting. And I've got a pretty hefty amount of Dogecoins, and your boy is trying to retire young. So if we can push that some bitch to like a dollar, if we could get Doge to a dollar, could you imagine that if Doge goes to a dollar when he's on SNL? That could be fun. But, yeah, I mean, he's like a weird alien man, and some people are going to like it, some people are going to hate it. I don't really give a fuck either way. Just do do whatever you want. Go outside, maybe. Go outside and, like, breathe some fresh air whenever he's hosting and <laughs> try to forget that he exists. Whatever. Moving on. I hope I didn't blow it. <laughs> Sorry, Kellyanne. I'll see you soon. Uh, where's my 10K student loan relief? I don't know why would I know that up Joe Biden's ass probably that freak I hope that I hope it goes through I hope we get 10k student loan relief could you imagine the shit I would buy if I knew I could be like somewhat out from under my student loan like like a fucking pile on which I I still owe quite a bit, and I haven't paid in quite some time because it was a pandemic. I can't pay my student loans in a pandemic. I'm just a little baby. Oh, I'm so scared of the virus. Don't make me pay my student loans, Daddy Government. And that's how that was. So I don't know. I hope they pass that because that would be cool. I hope they pass like 20k, 50k. Why stop at 10k? Come on, folks, give us what we want. Uh, next one. If you don't put me on this podcast, I will kill myself. All right, well, that was Zane. And uh, I'm going to send send somebody over to do a welfare check at his house. (laughs) Moving on. Oh, this is an actual question. Thank you so much. Favorite comedy special. My favorite comedy special is Killing Him Softly. Dave Chappelle's Killing Him Softly from 2000. He recorded it in D.C. at the Lincoln Theater. I just love it. It was like I watched it when I was a little kid, I was probably like five or six or something and it came on comedy central at mid after like I was at my grandparents' house staying the night and comedy central used to do this thing. I'm sure they still do where after like midnight or a certain time, everything was uncensored. Like they said, fuck and you, it wouldn't be bleeped. And Dave Chappelle's killing Him softly came on. And I just remember watching it uncensored and being like, What? Wow, this guy's hilarious like what what like I was my mind was blown the freaking like like the story of like him like <laughs> with his white friend like Dave I'm I'm going to race him like at the at the stoplight he's going to race like some other guy like I don't know there's so much good shit in that special I love Dave Chappelle he's one of my favorite stand-up comedians obviously one of the best ever and yeah kill him softly Dave Chappelle my favorite comedy special check it out if you haven't I think it's probably all on YouTube which isn't great but, you know, Dave's doing well for himself, so I don't think he minds. And the last question here, or last response to question, comments, and concerns is your pick to win the NBA Finals, and why is it the Phoenix Suns? I honestly don't, I haven't followed much of this NBA season. Like, it just hasn't been, I usually keep up decently with, well with the NBA. We talk about basketball a little bit, because that's a recurring theme on the show in this episode, but I don't really, I haven't really watched much NBA this year. I guess the Suns, do the Suns have a good team? I haven't watched any, I loved the Suns there for a while when they had like Amari Stoudemire and Shaq and Steve Nash and stuff, like that was a great team, I I would, for a while there I called the Suns my favorite team, I should really maybe watch a game or two, I don't know, I think the Lakers are gonna win, there you go, go LA, I'm all in, I'm, I'm hashtag all in for LA, let's all put our masks on and cheer on our, our cheer on the Lake show, <laughs> I sound stupid. All right, well, let's get into this t- This episode. This t- episode, today's episode is, it's Ricky week, Ricky Mihai week th- uh, on the pod. Ricky is an actor, a gamer, a brewery employee, and also my roommate and very close friend. One of my best friends. Very up there. Very, very up there. I. We recorded this in our new living room living room. No, it was the dining room. In the new dining room at our new house. It was very late. And I had a good time. I think we ha- I think we had a good time. And I hope you have a good time listening to it. And as always, please be sure to follow the show on Instagram at We Didn't Peak. And also now like us on Facebook at not at fuck me dead. Follow follow us on Facebook. I can't get a fucking thing right. It's 2 a.m. now. What am I doing? I have a flight to catch. Like us on Facebook. We didn't peak with Chance Nichols. If you're friends with me already, I've probably already sent you an invite. It could be so easy. Just click yes on the invite. You don't have to listen to the show. Just fucking click yes. I don't know. All right. Well, without further ado, please enjoy my chat with the very funny Ricky Mihai. Enjoy.
1: Yeah, it's gotta be the shit. The patio. Yeah, outside. It's gotta be nice.
0: Yeah. I think so, too. We've started. Ha- uh, oh, so, cool. hello, folks. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I just probably did a very long intro that I haven't recorded yet. Uh, it's Ricky Week on uh, We Didn't Peak. Isn't that fun how that rhymes? We like to have a good time and do a lot of them
1: rhymes. How much money do you make a year? A hundred
0: perfect dollars every day
1: and in, in uh hourly and then anyway. anyway
0: uh ricky do you want to set the scene what time is it right now it is 11 11 make a wish it's 11 11 p.m not a.m oh we can't I'm... make a wish at p.m or is that 11 no we absolutely AM can the... i'm just letting everyone know i'm recording this the episode comes out on mondays we're recording this at 11 11 p.m on sunday night so this is the this is the most last minute uh, the show has ever been which is fine. Let's, which get, is freaky. Which is Let's fine. get freaky. Which is fine. Which is fine. Which is fine. Let's get freaky. So, where do we even begin? I have a flight tomorrow, which you'll probably hear more about as I, as, mm-hmm. as, as, <laughs> as life wages on. Uh, yeah, Rick, how, how are you? How are things? I'm you, doing pretty good, man. You got into some bad traffic today. Did I did get into some bad it?
1: traffic. I experienced something for the first time in my life I've never experienced or really knew was a thing where... You're on a highway when there's an accident, and they just close the section of the highway you're on. They tell you, all right, all a 1,000 of you, get in one lane right now.
0: And And This was the 110, right? Yeah, the
1: 110 north, uh, coming home from work. I got cut super early. I'm like, awesome. Meet the boys at the bar. Go have a little brewski-rooski. I'm sitting in traffic, and I go, "Uh uh-oh. And it says big big accident ahead. And so all the time that I gained from getting cut early from work, uh, I lost to... The L.A. traffic gods. Yeah. And uh, I witnessed some um, some exchanges of words from L.A. drivers. Out of Like, everyone's windows were down. It was so weird. Everyone was, like, like trying to, like, look and see what was going on. Yikes.
0: Did it you see incredible. what the accident was? Did yeah. somebody get real it was fucked right, up? Yeah.
1: Like, it was, like, eight cars. Like, some were, like, tossed over. Some were, like, back to back. All right by the exit, too. So they had to shut down the entire highway, which I've never seen it that bad before. So
0: That's the thing. That's what happens, like... That's what I'm always worried about driving in LA. Is like, I don't even have to be the one who gets in the accident. The accident mm-hmm. could happen 200 feet in front of me. Mm-hmm. And basically, every car that's within like a, a certain radius is going to get fucked up because of the yeah. way people drive, the way that how narrow the lanes mm-hmm. are and sh- Like, it's such a. Which I was just telling Lucas earlier about. Lucas, our other roommate, shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas Eubank, shout out. Uh, we were talking about like comfortability and how I was like, I'm getting more and more comfortable in L.A. every day. I've been here less than a year, but uh, live on air burp. Uh, something that I was like, oh, this is a good in- – like this is very indicative of how comfortable I'm getting here is I'm very comfortable driving on the highways now. Yeah. That's a big thing.
1: Yeah. Do you remember when we came out here for showcase in 2017, our LA showcase when we were in college? Mm-hmm. I rented that car. I was a fucking wreck. Like I was terrified yeah. and I was sh- like I was literally shaking holding my hands oh, yeah. on the wheel cuz the Midwest is completely different. Like people there's yeah. like I thought there's like 100, there's a 100 there's a football field in front of and behind you and next to you like and here it's like everyone's like trying to hit each other on purpose. Right. So well, I, cause, yeah, cause you moved here and I sensed that when you were driving. I was like, oh, it takes like six months and then you're fine. Like, yeah. you get used to it.
0: It's it really weird. does. Well, and that's why, I don't know if you remember it, but during showcase, you very specifically we are like I want to drive the entire time like we split the rental car but you're like I want to drive because I'm moving here in like a month I want to like I want to get oh, yes, used yeah. to it so I was like oh, you, you, go, you go right ahead there tough guy <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want any part of this cuz I had already I had already like decided I was moving to Chicago which actually is funny that trip mm-hmm. In Lucas's apartment in Koreatown, and another shout out, Lucas Eubank. Yeah. We we're in Lucas's apartment, and that was when Doyle called me. I was in their kitchen, and Doyle called me. It was like, eh, "We got the we, we got bittersweet," which was our on bitter Street sweet, are bitter sweet street there you go in chicago place it's not street it's a place bittersweet place 720 720 bittersweet place is where is where we lived go check it out if you're in chicago uh he was like hey yeah we get we get bittersweet and i was like oh hell yeah we're going and then i had a meeting with an agent like the next day and they were like okay so you're gonna you're gonna be in la i said actually that's funny you should mention i'm moving to chicago to do improv and they were like very nice we will see you later and that was the end of it uh So you moved out here to Los Angeles immediately after wrapping up Missouri State. Yeah, that's very fun. Yeah,
1: I abandoned the gang because all my all my best buds went to grad school in Chicago for the funny hahas. It's true. And I said, well, <laughs> God had different plans for my beautiful face, so I had to follow my dreams to the Golden Coast. You're an actor, and yeah, exactly. Well, sure, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Why not? Sure. Speaking of that talent agency that wanted to sign you, they were across the street from Nerdist Improv, which they were, was the first yeah. improv um, uh, theater that I attended. Which funny story. This is, and this is related to that because when I think of Nerdist, which doesn't exist anymore, I think of my first like LA celebrity sighting. Because the day I went over there to like sign up for my classes, to like go turn in my shit or whatever. I'm walking to the side street like towards the theater and I come across this intersection where like crossing in front of me in a car and I'm like walk across the street. They stop their car. I stop and I like, you know, I wave them on. I'm like, you know, go ahead, guy. And it's like a really nice Jaguar. And I look closer, I'm like, that's a really nice, like a really nice car. You don't see like vintage Jaguars all the time like bright silver. And I look closer and it's fucking Charlie Sheen. And he like, (laughs) he gave me one of those like, you're pretty cool. Like head nods, like the little up. And I'm like, and I gave it back, but, like, nervous, because, like, shocked what was happening. Tiger blood. It was like, this was day two in Los Angeles. And I was like, well, I have to sign up for this theater. Clearly, this is a sign from God. I don't believe in him. But clearly, it's a sign from him that wow. I need to go to this theater. Anyway, so all that to say, that was right next to that talent agency you never signed with, mm-hmm. Trio, yeah. which I remember. Oh, you remember the name, And then the they name, closed, yeah. like, a, I, I swear to God, because they were right across the street. And then mm-hmm. they closed, like, a year later. So They did. hey, if you had signed, they would have kept going, because you would have booked so much here because <laughs> you're a funny guy i would have paid their rent that's yeah. right
0: yeah it was uh that was, i well i had a, my first la celebrity sighting at that exact same spot after that meeting i had the meeting at trio yeah and then i saw meltdown or nerd melt whatever the, yeah. the comic book store yeah, right next to it. and yeah. i was like oh that's i know that from podcasts because they have the podcast studio there mm-hmm. so i went to go and just kind of peruse the comic book store and uh, the manager was like working the counter and he came over to me and he was like, oh, I can help people in anything? And this was back, this was pre-Max Landis scandal. Mm-hmm. like. Yeah. And he had just released that American Alien, like Superman uh, book. And I was like, oh, I was actually looking for American Alien, the Max Landis, like Superman uh, short, like, like run that they did. And he was like, oh, well, Max is one of our regulars and he always comes in and buys up all the copies and then gives them away to people. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. That's a thing that happens here. But then he was, we just started talking, and he was like, w- uh, how did you find out about our place, like our comic book shop? And I was like, oh, I listen to a lot of podcasts that record like upstairs from here. And he was like, oh, which ones? And I said, uh, Like, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes, which is my favorite podcast. And he was like, oh, Pete's upstairs recording right now. If you, if you stick around, uh, pro- you can say hi to him after. And I was like, you shut the fuck up right now. And so I like hung out for like another 20 minutes. And sure enough, he comes downstairs, and John Early was the guest, who I also love, John Early, and uh, it was John Early's episode. They come down the steps, they're like talking about parking. Pete's like, "I'm in the back," and uh, I just kind of walk up, and I'm like, "Hi, I'm I'm so sorry to bother you, Pete. I just I just have to I I wanted to say your 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 show is like it 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 brings me so much joy and light, and and I and I'm so and he had just gotten engaged to his now wife, and I was like, and I just want like congratulations to you and Valerie uh you're the best and he was like oh my god i have to hug you and i was like oh 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 <laughs> and i like hugged him and as we embraced i was like i can't believe you're real <laughs> and he said ah! <laughs> like he did his loud pete holmes laugh <laughs> and he was like do you want to do a photo and i didn't ask i wasn't gonna ask for a picture i was like oh yeah yeah that that would be really cool and John Early took the photo of us. <laughs> I didn't ask John Early for a photo because I was so wrapped up in Pete Holmes. But yeah, that's a fun little little anecdote.
1: I Matt, think about that's crazy because I can't imagine there's many podcasters who's ever who've ever had an experience like that where they've come out of their Their booth, you know, like the the baseball player comes out of the game and they sign the glove and they sign the whatever. But a podcaster from their dungeon where they usually record their episode have have a a fan there, you know, an adoring fan. Yeah, Yeah. just waiting, like because that's like I don't know, that's 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 really that's such a cool story. And Pete's such a good guy. He is. You know, we go way back from you starting the story into ending it. Like I, you know, learned a lot from about him.
0: You and Pete famously know each other. That (laughs) I. (laughs) Which I met Pete again. I've, I've, uh, Pete came. I, I went to the HBO, like the premiere for Crashing Season 2, I think it was, in Chicago. They, like, had a little event that Pete was at. And I talked to him a little bit. He had no recollection of our. I was like, do you remember after you recorded John Early's episode, there was, like, a sweaty kid in the comic book shop that came up and said hi to you? He's like, I don't. So, whatever. That guy meets a million people a day. But I want to talk more about Ricky. So, you, uh, you're very proudly, you're a proud St. Louisan. Yeah. Is that
1: how it's said? It's a fun, yeah. It's, I, don't, I don't know. It's all made up. Oh, no, not that proud. Yeah, well, I. you know, I'm proud enough to like it, but also not proud enough to not stay forever, because right. I know what's actually good, you know?
0: Yeah, and St. Louis isn't good to you, is what you're saying. It's.
1: It's. It was great to me as a yeah. child. It's a great place to grow up. It's a greater place to move away from, So what I tell people. That's a good, um, that's because a good line. Because when you're an adult, you have to experience new things and... St. Louis doesn't have all the things in the world to offer. That's right. Especially when you have dreams and goals um, <laughs> that aren't, uh, I want to pop out kids and die. You know what I mean? So, right. Which, that's I just put a lot of things in one group. But yeah, St. Louis is awesome. I think it's cool because it's, I think it's very indicative of America because it's uh, a city that was really cool 100 years ago, but the party is definitely gone and you're kind of still there. <laughs> and it's like, ah, oh, this was this would have been really cool. I think that's indicative of, a lot of facets of american life where it's like oh yeah if i was uh jordan belford in the 80s uh on on, on wall street that was like peak of american culture right there i could just do quaaludes and like didn't pay taxes and not yeah. no one came for me and then you know now it's like oh it's kind of shitty now No, <laughs> in some ways
0: the party's over you think
1: yeah a little bit i mean it's great it's it's america's awesome i'm like yeah, yeah you know what i mean like but it's like
0: okay, there's some things we need to maybe reassess. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, and the, my
0: favorite thing about St. Louis has always been, uh, it feels like its own little country. Like it is. St. Louis does everything a little bit different than everywhere else, which mm-hmm. is kind of annoying, but also like charming. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: it's etch, it's actually designated. I don't know if this means anything, but it's like an, it's an independent city, and the older yeah, right? Did you not know? Did you know no, that? No, so I made a face. You, so so Google independent cities in the United States of America, and the only ones are St. Louis, Baltimore, and then a whole bunch in Texas, because, you know, Texans.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: And it has some kind of weird, like, jurisdiction, like, there, there's something about that that makes it, like, special or, like, with, like, laws or, like, zoning or something. But it makes well, it, it's independent of, like, different legislators for, like, the state. Yeah. It's truly, like, I don't know. But it's, it's so fascinating to me because it is like Chicago's younger brother and that it had so many opportunities and, and in, in every turn, it took the wrong decision.
0: <laughs> it yeah. became
1: what it is. Like it could be, it could have been so cool. Yeah, <laughs> and it isn't. I think that's so. Like that's fascinating.
0: Doesn't it have the cleanest drinking water in the United States? Yeah, I think like tap like, water.
1: I think that's like the claim that so many cities make. But I think it has. It, it's it's definitely up there because it comes from the Mississippi, which is called the mighty, like the big mud, yeah. which is just, like the dirtiest river. So it has to it has to to be drinkable. Yeah, but it's it's definitely noticeable because like I go to like work in Inglewood or here and I drink tap water and it's like Egh. like LA yeah. tap water tastes like shit it's bad you shouldn't drink it
0: which well I heard was it, wasn't it you that told me that like Anheuser-Busch put like a fancy ass filter on the like like the water source from the river for for like, this, like the big main like Pipe or whatever the fuck it is out of the river into that flows into like the city. Anheuser Bush paid to have like this state of the art filter put on. That's because someone it's else. Where they I get don't their know water. about that. Maybe. Oh, really? Okay. That
1: makes sense though, because I mean, for a long time that family ran most of the city politics because yeah. how local cities are. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you know, yeah. As a Chicago fan, you know what corruption is, but yeah. I'm sure AB uh, Anheuser Bush could have done whatever the fuck they wanted to.
0: <laughs> Interesting, huh? That's weird. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting place. I spent some time there last year, well, Wentzville. I was in Wentzville, which yeah. is like a suburb. But yeah, it's, it's, it's also like a weird thing in St. Louis is Halloween. that You do Halloween a little differently, right? You, yeah. have, to, you have to tell jokes yeah. with cups. Yeah, what, yeah.
1: What, the, what whole, the whole thing with St. Louis trick-or-treating as a kid, no matter your age. And not every parent's going to enforce this because most of them aren't dicks. But the whole thing in St. Louis is you have to have a joke. And if you don't have a joke, they can refuse to give you candy. And I remember, (laughs) I remember, I always had a joke because, like, I'm a, you know, I'm me. But I always had a joke. But sometimes they would be like, I already heard that one. And then you couldn't get Uh candy. And I love that. I love hard ass parents like that like forcing yeah. you to, like work on your craft, you know? Like get out there. Like I'm 7 years old, but I got to be funny, you know? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you don't waste your time giving it like you're giving me free candy for being a child. Like of course I should entertain you. Right. Like at least at least have a badass costume. If you can't be funny, like look cool. It right? made the two rules in life, right? Yeah. Like if you're not you don't look cool or you're not funny, what is your value, right?
0: Right. None. Is the exactly, So and I probably, do believe that we
1: learned at a young age on Halloween in St. Louis. Like you got to have one or the other, and if you have yeah. both, everything's just given to you. <laughs> if you're funny and hot, you're Ryan Reynolds, and the world is, is right or LeBron you. James or LeBron God, minus the so hairline, annoying. but he's rich enough to you know.
0: He can buy new hair. Exactly.
1: (laughs) That's not... Yeah. And he's got a heart of gold, married his high school sweetheart. We love LeBron.
0: I I truly love LeBron James. He's a good dude. He's a a good dude. Deserves it. He doesn't... He gets more shit. He might be the most scrutinized professional athlete of all time, and I hate it. Like, Mm -hmm. recently, I think Bill Russell came out, like the old, old NBA player. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it was Bill Russell. It might not be Bill. Sorry, Bill, if I'm... (laughs) Shout out Bill Russell, if I'm... (laughs) (laughs) Shout out LeBron as well, if I'm getting this wrong, but... Someone, I think it was Bill Russell, was like, LeBron's not even in my like top like one and top two teams of all time because he's he's succeeded in the super team era. Like he's a super team guy. He can't do it on his own. I'm like motherfucker. He's did it on his own the entire. Like what the fuck was like three teams he's won. Right. Fucking- championship with like what and what are you calling the bulls in the 90s fucking pippen and jordan and rodman and like all the like that that was if that's not a super team i don't know what the fuck it is like that's much more of a super team than like the miami heat ever were like the big three or whatever the fuck it is like that's that is stupid
1: yeah, that the whole thing surrounding him is fascinating. I wonder if, and it just just came to me in this moment because I never thought about it before, really. And I'm I'm not a big basketball fan, so like I, I'm really talking out of my ass. But when I think of the comparison between Jordan and LeBron James, the difference I think of is Michael Jordan's attitude and like his perceived like persona is like this motherfucker is like one of two things in my head. again, I'm not very super into the basketball, but he is a huge dick. And if you ever challenge him at all about anything, he will beat you to a pulp and whatever it is that you ever challenge him to. Like, this guy is like, he's a fucking gamer. He's a, he's, he just, he will destroy you. And LeBron James is like a nice guy. And I wonder if that like plays against him. People are like, oh, well, it's kind of just fallen into his lap because he's nice, because he's not a fierce competitor that will like, though he is, he's just like his persona and his personality isn't like an asshole. Like, Michael Jordan is who is famously a very big asshole to yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. And I wonder if that's part of it.
0: Like, you I have think to it like kinda is. act
1: like the king to sit on the throne. You ha- you can't just be like, oh what's up? You know, I'm a
0: goofy guy who wants to be in Space Jam too. Like you have to be <laughs> Yeah. I mean I think I think it's that I think I think it was him leaving Cleveland. Mm. That first when he first left Cleveland, I think that's what turned everyone off. Because when Jordan got to the Bulls in the late eighties, they were a shit... Like team like they were just as bad as the Cavaliers were whenever they drafted LeBron mm-hmm. and he just kind of stuck it out and forced them to be a good team basically yeah. Yeah. so I think people like disrespect LeBron for the fact that he left to go try to like win a championship somewhere else mm-hmm. but then like you get it's like that has to be like that that is kind of squashed because he came back and won a title in Cleveland like mm-hmm. it's like he did he the promises kept like promises made yeah. promises kept but I don't know it's also that's funny. Uh, Phil Jackson, who coached the Bulls in the 90s and then the Lakers in the early 2000s, best coach of all time mm-hmm. in the NBA. Uh, so he got to coach prime Jordan and prime Kobe. And somebody asked him one time, I, I might have already said this on this show, but <laughs> they, he, someone asked Phil Jackson, they're like, what's the biggest difference between LeBron, or LeBron, uh, between Michael Jordan and Kobe? And he said, Kobe Bryant had to beat you at basketball. Like his prime derivative in life was I have to be the best basketball player. I have to beat you at basketball no matter what. Michael Jordan had to beat you at everything. He couldn't he never mm-hmm. It's exactly what you're saying. Like he was an asshole to ever. like he was he wouldn't let children win at like little things. Like he he would always try to win at everything he did. He would like in that last dance documentary, he would take money from like Young players with not a whole lot, they would like gamble on the team plane, and he would like take all of their money <laughs> and not give it back, even though he's making a billion dollars in shoe endorsements. Like, I don't know. like wow. what an alpha! Right, for real. Pick he's on a... them, pick on them, twenty-two uh, year olds. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the thing is, <laughs> it worked for him. Yeah, he, he's he's Michael Jordan. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, everyone knows him. Yeah do do you ever like Wish you had that sort of thing in you, like that, like fuck everything, fuck everyone, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. It's me, it's me, it's me. Do you ever like feel the desire to have that or anything like that?
1: Uh, it's interesting because when you say that, I think of like there's some there's some times when I I I wish I didn't feel like I had to like I I don't know I'm getting caught up in it because I I'm thinking like. When I when I hear that to me, that sounds like a very selfish and self centered person, it seems to be what we're describing of Michael Jordan. Right. Um, who has personal accolades and wonderful, you know, life that he's crafted for himself and career. I don't I don't think so, but there's definitely moments where I'm like, I wish in this moment I could just tell this person to absolutely go eat a fat dick and it would yeah. be appropriate.
0: Yeah. I think there's I think being selfish is healthy in certain aspects. Absolutely. Like I think like pursuing things like entertainment, artsy stuff mm-hmm. or whatever. I think you kind of, well, anything that's like not the norm, like anything that yeah. takes like struggle, I think you have to be a certain degree of selfish with your time and your yeah. energy and like, cause it's like there's so many people that just think that they can just like, sign up, get a piece of paper from college that says, you are an actor, and then mm-hmm. just stand in one place and go, and now I will be an actor. And it's like, yeah. and and I don't have to give up anything. I don't have to sacrifice a single fucking thing. I'm gonna, like, it, and those people, and it's fine, but I don't, like, don't complain whenever nothing happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the people that, like, mm-hmm. d- d- don't ever do take any steps to, like, make it a career path. It's like, yeah. and it's fine. And again, my thing is, If just say you don't want to like say that this isn't what you actually want. Like it could be so easy. No one's going to send you to prison if you're like, I don't like if even if you move out here and like two months in, you're like, I don't think I want to be here anymore. It's like, okay, either stick it out and get over it and you will get over it eventually because that's Mm -hmm. a temporary feeling or uh, don't. And leave and and want, spend the rest of your life wondering what if like yeah. I don't know so I it's because it is like it's it's, like, it's a weird selfish thing to to have to, to like uproot your life move away from your family not see them all the time and things like that but it's also like all of the greatest stories we've we have as a as a mm. species all mm-hmm. are that. It's, it's the, it's Luke Skywalker, it's Frodo, yeah. it's, it's Peter Parker getting, like, it's, it's being thrust, the hero's journey, being thrust out yeah. there, and it's like, all right, well, I could stay and tend the crops, but I, I think I gotta go blow up the Death Star. Yeah, <laughs> you know? truly. That's funny, and and I'll, and, and that
1: just reminds me of, <laughs> when I, when I, I had a little bout with a therapist for a while last year that was really helpful, and I, and he asked me, and I had never really thought about this before. I mean, in a very serious way, because I'm going about my my life in that way, or, which maybe is a bad idea. But he was like, "Why? Why did you want to go to LA be an actor?" And I was like, "You know, honestly, in the times of my life where I've learned the most and I've grown the most and I've become the most happy on the other end is when I've really thrown my my ass into the fire and figured out how to f- like figure it out. Like, yeah. like when I was in college, I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. My parents were like, you have to go to college. I was like." Okay, uh, let's go to a state school because it's not expensive, which thank God I did that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go Missouri shit. State. Go Bears. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but go Missouri State. Um, but I, I, I had no idea. Like, I was like, what's my four year chart? I'm 18 years old. I don't know the fuck I want to do. I don't yeah. know how the world works. Um, and then, like, I, I was like, I like, you know, art stuff. I like drawing, whatever. I'll do graphic design. And then, like, it just seemed natural to, like, want to pursue acting for some reason. I was like, I'll follow it. But he asked me, he's like, why did you want to go to LA? Why did you want to do this? I was like, well, like, I don't know what I want to do. It just feels right. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to figure out what happens. And if it sucks and I hate it, then I will learn from that and I'll go do something else. But like, this feels like the place I need to be and the, the the things I need to be doing are here and I need to go do it. Like, and I need to do that for myself. Right. Like I'm not going to like, like, and I love my parents, but like, you know, like it would make my mom so happy if I stayed in St. Louis and like got a job and like did this, like, cause she'd get to see me, but it's, this is my life i need to go do whatever fuck i want to do right and And you know if something happens and it happens and if it doesn't it doesn't but like i'm trying to make i like and like yeah like you said you have to like be you have to be it's not selfish but like you have to in this career you have to like carve out your own fucking path like a spear into someone's flesh and say no this is my time i'm worth something you can't take advantage of me like you have to learn you have to learn to be michael jordan in some ways and be like no fuck you Get away from me. You have to learn that or you'll never, you'll never, you'll just be like, all right, I'm waiting for someone to give me my role. That's never going to happen. No one's ever going to give you anything here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good point you make with Michael Jordan.
0: All that to say, uh, we know both of your parents are listening to this right now. Uh, they are they the most supportive will. parents love, on earth. We love, we love Hi, Rick. Rick hi, Chris. Christine. We love
1: them. We love them so much. They're going to listen to it. They will. Your son
0: is glad he left you. Yeah. No. Stop.
1: <laughs> stop. We love them. We love No, my dad understands. And my mom understands, too. And they, yeah, I mean, they're they from so Michigan. supportive. They're yeah, from exactly. Michigan. They moved to Missouri. Yeah. Like, a, it's
0: a, they know it. They, yeah. they, they, they've traveled the path. This might
1: be the first podcast they ever listened to. Oh really? Probably I don't know. I I don't know what my parents do in their free time. My dad watches a lot of the military channel and Smithsonian channel. That shit's dope. I don't have cable, but when I come home, like (laughs) Smithsonian. There's a channel, yeah. It's fucking sick as fuck. My mom watches, you know, all the other stuff. And she watches a lot of Netflix. She always (laughs) always She's always telling me what to watch. So
0: wow, that's really like unique and interesting. She watches a lot of Netflix. She really likes
1: pizza and bangs She's too. <laughs> She's not like other moms. She's, She's really awesome.
0: She drives a Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. A Volkswagen. There's a K in there somewhere. Idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I I get it. Like it's because you didn't do any acting until college. I didn't college. do theater. I didn't yeah. do theater in <laughs> high school. You didn't do any. Of I
1: that took sure. I took I took a theater class though, so I was like in introduced to it yeah but it was like a blow-off senior year class and i was like wait actually <laughs>
0: no like hold
1: on. wait am i am i beautiful and funny yeah, again going back to <laughs> yeah am i the next ryan reynolds no could be. do people like me for reasons that i can't control because of my face i, I guess no. oh no yeah yeah, yeah no
0: handsome guy classically beautiful <laughs> classically true <laughs> just, classically just shredded. yeah oh my You're god a mountain of a man now it's uh, I, I yeah that's always that was always cuz i remember you and you even you came into cuz like you said this is me <laughs> that was a really good sentence i just put together uh you came into the theater program in missouri state late and i am the opposite like i did theater my entire life and acting shit my entire life and mm-hmm. it was just like very singular for me and i'm very grateful for that because mm-hmm. I knew exactly, I've always known exactly what I want to do. And that's something that I had to learn early in college. So many people were like dropping out, switching majors, changing things. Not even just like Missouri State, but like my friends from high school changing, switching, swapping, dropping. Like everyone was changing everything. And I felt like I was fucking insane. For being like, oh no, I'm kind of, I'm kind of set. Like you guys I, didn't figure it out, right? Eighteen, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Well, I was, I was famously a part of uh, the incoming class of 2013 at Missouri State in the BFA program, graduating class of 2017, uh, MT17, musical theater 17. There you go. That, I was an acting major, musical theater. Both BFA program pretty much parallel, except they sing more and are uh, worse as humans. Uh, and they uh, there was like, let's say 15, not that many, probably closer to like 12 or 10 mm-hmm. going into freshman year. By the end of freshman year, like five, maybe, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there ended up being what, like three that graduated or something in 2017. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. But it was a small amount. But I'm, I would be lying if I didn't say I was really glad a lot of them dropped because I didn't like a lot of them. Uh, this is fun. This is like a two Missouri State theater alums are on this episode, so I'm I'm assuming a few people are going to listen to this. And I'm just Maybe. saying right now, freshman year, I wanted to fucking step in front of the bear line. Sometimes, like I would be sitting. I it got to a point where I would sit and eat lunch alone. In the, in the dining hall because I got so fucking fed up with hearing about how like Miranda Sings is the funniest thing on earth. And I'm just like, these are not my people. <laughs> this, this is not my vibe. This yet. is why I did everything. Else. I was talking to Devon about this on uh, his episode. It's like... I attended classes at Missouri State for the first part of freshman year and all else at Drury because my friends were over at Drury having a great time with a bunch of normal – somehow normal because, again, another thing is I'll say fuck Drury because those kids are all some of the strangest human beings on earth because they're, like, rich kids, but they're, like, Mm -hmm. southwest Missouri rich is the thing. Not my friends. My friends weren't really like that. My friends are cool, normal. Shout out Cody and Troy. But, like – some of these kids I met, it's like mm-hmm. they acted like they were like like Scottish royalty. And it's like, mm-hmm. your dad makes $85,000 a year. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know that's a lot for, for here, but pump the brakes, asshole. And for those who don't know, Drury
1: University is a private university in the same town as Missouri State. So we were the state schools. Chance hung out with the private school kids.
0: That's right, because, you know, I am like just sort of better. Like I was born better than other people. <laughs> No, he's built different. It's, I'm built different. That's exactly what I was going going to say. No, but it's like freshman year. I and I'm really getting into the weeds with this, but it was just this thing of I had just come out of high school and been you know around the closest. Like my friend group, my senior year of high school had been together for so long, and like it it was like the pinnacle of friendship. Like yeah. all of the relationships I had with like all of these people were at the height. Go to school fully like. Go to Missouri State, fully ready to step into the next, like, great friend group because I was, like, so ready to make friends, and then it's like, oh, no, these are all, like, really shitty, kind of snooty, like, I remember, when was this? I think it was, like, at the Welcome Barbecue or something someone was talking about how they couldn't find parking. They were like, it was at the normal house where I ended up living for most of, all of college, except for like the beginning, for freshman year. It was at the normal house. They had this big barbecue thing. Someone was complaining about not being able to find parking in the neighborhood. And I made like some joke, like, like, oh, that's why you should like keep a, like keep your, that's why I keep my bicycle in my car. Or like some, something stupid like that. Something that I just can't like thought of off the top of my head. And she like turns to me and goes, yeah, I don't need those jokes right now. And I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> These people suck. Yeah. I so, can't
1: laugh about my trauma of not being able to park my car on the right, side of the street. As
0: a person who experiences anxiety, that's incredibly fucked up of you, and I am going to I'm gonna come for your head and try to have you removed from this university. Yeah. Yeah. No, so what I'm saying is good for you for coming into the program late because uh, a lot of the a lot of the uh, the the weeds got trimmed by the time you were there. Yeah. Not to say that there wasn't weeds. Yeah, there were
1: plenty of weeds. Yeah, my choice was uh, my choice. It wasn't. This is my personality. Right uh, from from when I was a, a teen. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I'm happy where I've ended up. I'm, you know, I'm carving my way. We're partying.
0: Absolutely partying right
1: here in Glendale.
0: Yeah, we just moved. The King. We're – Doing this episode from our little dining room, which is currently filled with furniture we will not own soon because we're selling it.
1: Oh, I'm so excited for when this is our uh, our party game diner, everything our table room, and dives. That's right, baby. Guy Fieri table. That's right.
0: I love that guy. You said it right too. It's not Fieri. It's Fieri. Yeah, good I'm for a you. Man of culture, I've read books. <laughs> I'm a man of culture. I know how to pronounce Guy Fieri's name. Flavortown, baby! Yeah, so you... you, But you were a band kid in high school. I was a band kid,
1: so there was always the artistic element as well, Yeah, right? Like, yeah. like there was always, like, the musical thing, so... And the choir was right next door. I never did choir, though. Uh, good. Good Because I'm not for a pussy. Um, hey! I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like to I, sing. I like to I sing. I loved choir. I like, I like to sing. I
0: bet, dude, choir probably would have been a blast. Choir was fun. We had a good choir teacher at my school, Mr. Honeycutt. Yeah. Shout out. I hope you listen. to had the You had show. a great... Public high school. Can we talk about? Can we talk about Nixa? Because I, <laughs> I I went to
1: go. So chance took me. For those of you who would like to know, uh, took me to Nixa one time when we were in college. We were in the improv troupe to do like an improv set with just. It was literally just you, me, and Adam Yaley. Yep. So three of us. So we had to do everything, and <laughs> I got to just like walk into school. I'm like, oh my god, is this what public schools could be if they were funded in Missouri? Because mine was a fucking shoebox of a place, and like and like the teachers were great, but like the the facilities were never up like kept up and there was no theater department at all it was in a closet so when i go to your place and you have a fucking proscenium arch and a fucking like all the like the flies and everything I'm like oh wow this is like if you valued every aspect of an education not just like let's put four million dollars into a an astroturf football field like yeah. everyone can learn whatever their interest is and we went there and it was so cool but yeah we we'll go back to what you're saying like um we we did what? the improv thing but How did we get on this topic about Nixa? Why am I falling in love with your high school? Why is everyone there beautiful? Well, before I go there, while we did that improv set, there was one point where I did say seminal fluid did not land... Uh, to all the high school kids, yeah, you, or your 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 uh, theater teacher who allowed you to come back. Yeah, you said. But we did a quick we did a kiddos we did a we did a quick swipe, and I said, "Am I on a list? Am I going to jail?" <laughs> I
0: think you could have been put did, on a list. Yeah, that is something I that because <laughs> I go back a lot. Just well, I I would go back like once. a I go back about once a year still, but I would go back about once a year when I was in college, and now my brother, shout out Jack, uh, was is a sophomore now, mm-hmm. uh, about to be a junior. So I, I love going back uh, just to, like, you know, see him mm-hmm. in that element in, like, yeah. the same room, the same stage that I was on and stuff. Like, it's a very, like, proud Big Brother moment yeah. thing. And I like being, like, I like giving back as best as I can. Like, just go teach an improv class, answer questions they might have, things like that. Because I just wish somebody would have done that for me. Because we yeah. had, we would, like, have people come back, but they were all, like, kind of... They they didn't really do anything like they're mm. like oh this is like an alum, and they're an alum, and it's like okay, but what are you up to now? Like what like, I sell
1: insurance in uh, Warrensburg,
0: right? Like things like that, okay. and it's like okay, but I can't ask you anything. Like there's no tangible like you like I don't know. So I like going back for that, but I am very much always on my guard. Like whenever whenever I'm back, because it's like it's weird because I'm in the same room. In the same building that I used to do some of the most supreme fucking around of my entire life I've ever done. Yeah. But I have to always remember you are an adult man in front of children. Like not like they're teens, but like these are don't say seminal minors, right? Like don't like like I'll cuss, like I'll throw in like a shit every now and then to get their attention. But it's like don't like be it, it wouldn't be ever anything like wildly inappropriate or whatever but it's like remember these are like kids in a public school that still are like figuring a lot of shit out about their own lives yeah so try not to like speak in absolutes as much as possible i think yeah. is like what i'm always like
1: Definitely.
0: i just don't want to fuck anybody up like i don't want to say any, say something that some freshman kid hears and is like well, that fella told me to do this, and it's like, no, you're you shouldn't do like that's what happened. That's what worked for me. It's never going to work for you. Stop, because yeah. you're you, and you, and there's only one you, and there's only one me. Like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, going back to Nexus Fun. Have you been back to? Does your mom teach at your alma mater?
1: Yeah, my mom taught at my high school. Yeah, teaches oh yeah. My high school. She's retiring though, so she's retiring. Uh, in less than two weeks, actually. Yeah. Like, a week and a half from now. my mom.
0: Do you go back there a lot, like, to that school?
1: I only went back one time. Wow. Um, because I don't go back to St. Louis a whole lot. Right. Um, and I, when I'm there, I'm like, why? You know, usually it's in the summer or it's like, I, like it's Christmas, it's like, why? You know, like, there's no reason to... And I only went back one time to see, go to see Mr. Brakefield, my band director, one time, and it was it was cool, but it was like it was kind of weird. And I was like, oh, I guess you know, yeah. times passed. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to say, hey, what's up? You know, that's what I'm doing. And I was like, okay, cool. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, awesome. <laughs> you've moved on, cool. Um, but yeah, no, I went back that one time. But yeah, my mom used to teach there. She's about to retire, and when I mean, her retiring there, it's like the last like link to even ever go back there for me, honestly. Yeah. it's just like a place which is really weird to think about.
0: I'm so, getting at that point
1: in my life where it's like this ten-year anniversary of like, oh, like I was an adult when these things happened, and now it's like the like the past past. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: it's strange. It's so so. Are you one of those people that like you? Uh, High school wasn't that formative for you, would you say? I don't think so. yeah, no, I think it
1: was definitely like just an extension of my fuck around like I'm in great, like you know k through twelve like years of like I don't know what I'm doing, I'm making friends, but there's no there's no mentors here or there's no like life lessons learned that are gonna like change me in any way mm-hmm. like truly, in like my school, there was no one there that really like changed my life the best teachers i ever had were in like first second and like third grade
0: wow okay and
1: like and then after that it was just like ah yes the public school system yeah doing its work um miss lakavali my first grade teacher was definitely the best teacher i ever had and then like past that just like a fucking nosedive to like hey it's either like people who care really well but just didn't have that impact or like um the the people that are there to collect a paycheck because their their life uh, is sad. You know what I mean? Like, because that's a thing. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Oh my Ricky god. Ricky is
0: very anti teacher.
1: No, I'm not very anti teacher. <laughs> I'm anti how uh, impossible it is for a teacher to make a living wage. So no one who is actually intelligent or gifted or talented wants to actually go into the profession because they're smart enough to know mm. they're worth more than that. So they're not going to go get paid shit to get shit on. That's basically. probably good. That's the main thing. I love teachers. Teachers are the most, maybe the most important job.
0: Do do you mean that?
1: What's more important than people educating all people? Uh, The Golden golden Corral employees. The Golden Corral, yeah.
0: I love a Golden Corral. I love a well-stocked Golden Corral. You said Joe Rogan. You think Joe Rogan is more important than teachers? Well, is he not everyone's teacher? (laughs) Sort of the he he stepped in some in some mud this past year a little been. bit he with the vaccine been. shit.
1: Yeah, saying <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I don't pay taxes. Right. Well, don't uh, take a shot.
0: I just think here's the thing. Yeah, what he said was stupid, and he then said like in a, in the next episode, <laughs> yeah, what I said was stupid. Like I saw like a clip from it or whatever. But also, it's like it. Uh, yeah, very like I guess very influential guy, like biggest podcast in the world. But it's like. Is anyone actually taking medical advice from Joe Rogan? I guess there probably are some stupid people, but that's natural selection. If I'm being, if I'm being flank, it's like, if some dumb meathead's like, dude, uh, bro, science is my Bible. Anything Joe and the boys say in that studio, hey, that's, that's what I'm going to do. It's like, okay, well maybe you, maybe you deserve to like have your stomach start bleeding because you've only eaten meat for the last three years. I
1: wonder... I wonder about that because it's like if I'm ever lis- listening to a Joe Rogan podcast it's purely for entertainment. Oh my god, don't hurt yourself. You the table. You just destroyed your mic.
0: You made me really angry. Yeah,
1: you do that and you start pounding the table and you go Daddy want wawa. Yeah, it's uh, not the
0: only thing I pound in this house. <laughs> you hear that you
1: famously Chance is the biggest shagger of anyone I've ever lived with. He's always he's got mounds of women just piled up. He brings them home on a tarp every week. That's right. No,
0: what were you saying about your favorite comedian, Joe Rogan? Oh
1: yeah. So when I listen to his podcast, you know, I'm not like, I'm not taking everything he says to heart. He's a it's it's entertainment, and he's a he's a comedian. He's not a fucking whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Like, a life coach. Yeah, yeah. And the things I see written about him, like, Joe Rogan said this. It's like, he's not a messiah. Like, people who listen to him are critical of most of the shit he says because he's just some dude. Like, yeah. people, are, people aren't people are dumb. Like, he brings in really smart people, and then he has comments, and he tries to, like, you know, go bout for bout for, like, his opinion and their opinion. And it's like, well, that person studied this for 40 years, so maybe you should listen to them more than Joe <laughs> Rogan, who yeah. gave them the platform, he's the platform. You listen to the person on the platform that he's given to right. them, and when he says, "I was," I, I, he's probably maybe had a little bit too much uh, marijuana or something.
0: Like, yeah, just
1: just let it go. I'm also <laughs> yeah. exactly.
0: I am at the point in my life where I don't have the time to worry about what a celebrity is up to. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like it, it just yeah. it, the people who, and God bless you, but the people who like truly make it their full-time job to send out to their 90 followers on any given platform, like, this is my opinion about stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, good. You should be able to express your opinion in any way you want. But also, I am begging you to not allow your own happiness to to hinge on, on what a celebrity says. Any celebrity, by the way. Mm-hmm. any The president is technically a celebrity. I know the president... You know, that's a little different because whoever's the president of the United States, like, has some power that, like, a movie star wouldn't or whatever the fuck and is, like, an elected official who has to make choices and things like that. But it's, like, for the love of God, can you focus on, like, maybe, like, tidying up your own room Mm -hmm. before you worry about what Gwen Stefani wore to the fucking Academy Awards or whatever? Why would Gwen Stefani—she's a musician— what I'm saying is I'm a Republican, and I'm tired of pretending coming I'm not. Out. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 I just da, da, think da, da. that this cancel culture, I'm being
1: canceled. Taxes <laughs> should <Texas laughs> only pay for my dick pills and nothing else.
0: Yeah. No. Everyone just needs to uh, relax. But let's yeah, talk yeah. about young Ricky. Like, young you had mentioned first grade was your, you think, was your best teacher. Mm-hmm. What was and I actually just saw a video of young Ricky when you were what five? Was that your fifth birthday? Something like that, yeah. My mom shared those with me
1: electronically. Yeah,
0: you seemed like a really spunky, like high energy kid. Yeah. How would you describe yourself as a child? Elementary age.
1: Truly, honestly, when I talk about myself in the past tense, it's really hard because I have a really bad memory. That's just like a a facet of me. But like Mm -hmm. seeing that video, I'm reminded of like who I was as a kid and. I was very, like, high-energy, like, goofy, weird, like, whatever, and that led into, like, all the weird shit with, like, learning, like, getting older, and you go to school, and then, you know, people are dicks to you because you're, like, you know, not boring and sad like them, so they like, make, make fun of you or whatever, but, like, I was truly, like, a goofy motherfucker, like, loud and about, and bop a bop ba like, bounce-off-the-walls kind of shit, which I think is the reason we're very good friends is because we're mm-hmm. very similar in that mm-hmm. is like you and I can go off the fucking deep end at any moment. And like, that's just funny to us. And like, that makes each other laugh. So yeah,
0: our life should be a sitcom. <laughs> oh, kill me. God, my God.
1: <laughs> anyway, sorry. I, oh, I broke the mic thing. Yeah. Mine too.
0: Ricky broke, broke
1: both of them. I broke the mic thing. Sorry. I do this to people that I love.
0: This episode is brought to you by new roommate. I need one. Hell yeah. Uh, the, hopefully
1: the mic still sounds good. Cause it's higher up. But anyway, um, yeah, but as a kid I was definitely very like eccentric, weird like goofy blah ba 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 doing all the bits. Cuz in the video like I showed you like there's a part where like I think someone like taps me I like, do like a play like fall down, like yeah, you fall on your you leg, we pretend <laughs> like you. Oh. I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, this was me. What yeah. happened to me?" Um, have I been beaten down by life? No, that's, I'm still the same person, but I'm very uh, the word I've been told I am a million times which is vague and ambiguous is weird. We're talking about the word weird. You, Have you ever been called weird, Chance? Every
0: single day of yeah. my life. what does yeah. that
1: mean? You don't fit into a fucking box. You're
0: weird. Right. I think it means that you're in... I'd always took it as interesting. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, oh, you that's mean... The that, positive, that's the right? positive, right? Yeah, that's the positive <laughs> spin on it, I guess. It's, yeah, because... No, I, I know what you mean. I was called weird a lot growing up because I was. Like, yeah. I've always been this. Yeah. And... That's not the norm, obviously. Yeah. Like I'm the only person that I was around growing up. I think that is doing what I'm doing, which mm-hmm. is a weird thing. But it's, it's uh, yeah. No, I think that's exactly what it is. Is like some like kids need an easy, a quick and easy label, and some weak adults need a quick and easy label. And yeah. weird is a perfect one for a kid who is up to something upstairs that they just don't understand.
1: Yeah, I like so. the word. I like the word labels too because. Yeah, like how else do you, you you see behavior and then how else are you able to like understand it in some quick point of view than just like putting something on top of it and being like, This, this is how I understand it now. This is you're weird.
0: Yeah, because we're apes. We need yeah. we need to be able to like, all right, that that fruit I don't eat, that fruit I do eat. Yeah. And that's what's good and that's what's bad, and that's my wife. Yeah. <laughs> and that's <laughs> That's my wives, right? That's my it. Wives. My um, wives yeah no that's so you so you were you uh what you you grew up in like a like a neighbor did you have like neighborhood friends like kids that you played with ride bikes shit like that yeah I did I did it's
1: weird because like my neighborhood was off of like uh the neighborhood area was pretty small um but it was off of a double yellow road on this giant fucking like like this giant I don't know just like giant hill so you could never leave the neighborhood so the like the thirty or so homes that were there, that was you never got to leave that. So you were you were there. So there was like, probably like five ish neighborhood kids around my age that like you had to pick from, and like two or three of them we got to like hang out a lot, and like that was it. So they had, yeah. like two two main buddies or whatever, and you know I I really truly wonder what their lives are up to because I don't yeah. think they really reach for the stars. You know that old thing, you know shoot for the moon. You land amongst the stars. I think uh, they just said, you know what?
0: Let's not shoot for anything. I think I'm going to shoot for assistant manager of this gas station. Yeah. You yeah. know
1: why? Because I got four kids, and I don't know why I got them. <sighs> Boy. And I we're... know why I got them. I, don't, I wish I didn't get them. You know Jeez. what I'm
0: saying? Hey, you said it, not me. That's a, Did you <laughs> Did you have any fr- Did you have friends that had divorced parents, and so you would only see them every now and then, but it was like a special thing when you would get to see them? No. Okay, I didn't. that wasn't a phenomenon that you. No, experienced, like, the, right like the like
1: the shared like the share different they go different houses kind of thing. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: no, yeah, no, no. Wow, that's like almost all of my closest friends as like a child, like in my little cul-de-sac where I grew up. My friend Nick, uh, shout out Nick Hirschman. He uh, his parents were divorced, and so was uh, my friend Bo. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Bo. I think his last name is Phillips. I Bo was like in fourth grade when I was in preschool, so Mm. not even really friends. But I had a lot of friends like that whose parents were divorced, and it would be like a treat that they were here. Like, oh shit, it's their weekend to be at their dad's house. We get to play, and uh, like almost everyone I knew whose parents were divorced, and I was like, huh, that's weird. And then mine got divorced when I was like seventeen, so I missed out on a lot of that. But yeah, it's uh, so. Did you? And did you start? Did you play sports or anything like that at yeah. this age? Were you Were you up to that like yeah. extracurricular shit?
1: Yeah, I did baseball in the summer and soccer in the winter. Those were my two sports. Um, yeah. Not as a kid, right? As you are talking about, yeah, like, yeah. I've seen I your younger, little yeah.
0: slugger photo. <laughs> oh, there yeah. with your up, MVP, elbow up, uh,
1: MVP, the biggest boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I played sports. Sports were a big part of my life, and I don't know. It's kind of like one of those things, like when you. You first know me, you might not think I'm into them, but then you get to know me. I'm like, yeah, no, he's he's classic straight man culture, you know.
0: <laughs> classic.
1: He loves his boys batting balls
0: and yeah, hitting each other real hard. And well, you're from and St. Chesty. Louis, so you kind of have to be a baseball fan. Yeah, you right? have to. You got to be a Cardinals boy. I just described it to my brother. He was my brother. God bless his soul. He texted me. He was like, "What is like L.A.'s basketball team? Is it?" The Lakers or the Clippers or the Kings? And I was like, The Kings? That's Sacramento like that's I don't I don't think there's a Sacramento Kings fan. Like I don't think they have fans. I don't think they exist. It's I, some I, billionaires I, play thing. Right. Yeah. I forget that that's even a team. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh no, the Lakers are LA's team and the Clippers are like there. And it's I describe it as the like the Lakers are the Cardinals and the Clippers are the Royals. Yeah. It's like Yeah, the The Cardinals are like the state's team, but we also have another one. And some, every now and then they get their shit together and are good. But you don't think Missouri, oh, oh, the Royals, the Kansas City Royals, the boys in blue.
1: You know? No. They're, yeah, they're a billionaire's plaything. Yeah. Like, hey, look, here's my, here's my, they roll out their big billion dollar dick stadium, go,
0: come to my plaything. Do you often wish that you were a billionaire's plaything? Yes. Would you do that? Would you take like a like an allowance and be like a billionaire's little blood boy?
1: How much money are we talking? Because if what we're if talking billionaire like that makes me a millionaire, right?
0: Well, if a billionaire was willing to pay you one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year to drain blood from your body every single week, would you do it?
1: How much blood and how? Not l-
0: enough to kill you. Like it would be like you'd probably have to like take the whole day to recover, and like and by recover I mean just like lay in bed and like drink orange juice or something. Yeah, easy. One day, one day
1: of work a week for one hundred twenty five thousand yeah. dollars a year. Yeah, you'd let
0: your you'd let your blood go into another man's body. Yeah, in and that way. Th-
1: yes, absolutely. It's fascinating. Stan, Stan Kroenke, owner of the 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 Rams and the uh-huh. like, eight teams. <laughs> yeah, know? sure. Keep him alive forever. I don't care.
0: I would do it for fifteen thousand dollars a year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one day a week. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Think about how much money you get. That's a side on. gig. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are you kidding me? That's perfect. What was <laughs> <laughs> moving right along, perfect segue. What was middle school Rick like? Middle you... school
1: Rick was learning to become adult Rick because okay. the weird eccentric fall on your face shit wasn't going to fly anymore because mm-hmm. you're growing into your body and you're confused
0: Yeah. Were you going that... to slumber parties? anything like slumber like, yeah sleepover for some reason you when know. i
1: hear here here's the thing in my brain maybe this might just a ricky thing but when i hear slumber party for some reason i assume it's a girl's thing when i hear a sleepover i think it's a dude's thing Interesting. Has anyone ever heard of that
0: thought about that before
1: I, I don't want a slumber party with my boys i want to sleep over with my boys
0: <laughs> i want to sleep with my boys yeah i want to sleep
1: <laughs> over with my boys i've always thought that when i hear a slumber party i assume women and yeah. i hear
0: sleep over i hear boys that's so interesting and also <laughs> gentlemen uh would you please come in here he's the one the oh handcuffs. no Get stop <laughs> what are you gonna do to me henchman yeah no I, I i think i see what you mean were you were I guess, sleepovers were a big part of my life were they a big part of yours or they was just were kind of like a they,
1: they were um i don't know if i did many to that point though i know i did them in late oh no, i did i did middle school sleepovers yeah i remember okay here's a story about a sleepover i did in middle school um i don't have a lot of uh, stories but this one's really good A uh, david beer his trumpet player in middle school band shout out weird guy um you know middle school I, ho- I hope he's doing great yeah don't have no idea what he's up to i don't do the social medias very well um and uh we went over to his house and i was there with a couple other people and it was a classic thing where it's the end of the night everyone's like it's died down and we're just like kind of like in our sleeping bags like on the ground whatever and we're just like chatting or whatever mm-hmm. and david told us before everything started he was, like hey guys at the night just like you know sometimes i sleepwalk so just in case just like don't worry about it just like go to sleep you'll be fine um yeah, we're in the living room of david bierke's house and you know whatever yada 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 we're all going to sleep, but like me and I don't even remember who I was with. Oh, Brad Morlock. Me and Brad Morlock were just chatting. Ah, he was the other guy in band. He was in like maybe trombone or something. Anyway, shout out. We're chatting. We're chatting. We're chatting. And then I, it seemed like David had fallen asleep behind us. Um, and then all of a sudden, me and Brad are like, "Hey, what's up, man?" Ah, you know, whispering. And then David gets up out of his sleeping bag. He's just in his tidy whiteies. He was. He was. He had. He had clothes on before that. And in his sleep, he unclothed himself, except for his underwear. He got up and slowly, like, walked towards the door and like, a slow, like, weird saunter that, like, you wouldn't, like, a conscious human couldn't really do. Like, Mm -hmm. it was, like, a subconscious, like, controlling his body. I don't even know how to describe it other than, like, just, like, it was was halfway in between slow motion and real motion, like, the way he moved his body. When they got to the front door, we could see the front door from the living room where we were. And he just opened the front door like real slowly. You know the way it's just like there's something wrong. And then didn't close it, left it open, and just walked out in the middle of the street. right? And it's it's a cul-de-sac what? in a neighborhood. So it's a cul-de-sac in a neighborhood. Yeah. It's a cul-de-sac in a neighborhood. And there's a light, like a big like lamppost in the middle of mm-hmm. it. Classic, like I don't know about your neighborhood. But yeah. yeah, like classic Americana. Like there's a big light in the middle of the neighborhood. And that's the only light. Anywhere, right? Besides the front of people's houses, but they weren't bright enough to really hit the street. And and and, and me and Brad were like, we like, we're fucking looking back and forth, uh, like, you know, we're fucking, we're twelve years old. We're like, what's going on? What's going, what's Dave doing? What's Dave doing? Yeah. We knew he told us this, but like, it, in real we life, didn't know happening, was gonna happening, leave happening. the yeah. house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were gonna open the door and fucking leave. Like, we tell his parents. he goes <laughs> parents. Does he do this a lot? Does this oh, right. happen a lot? And we we were scared. So like five minutes later, we we're like, okay, we gotta go. We gotta go find him. We gotta like, what's going on? And we get up together and we go to the front door. And we look out and there's that big light right in the middle of this cul-de-sac and David is just under it, like standing and like looking down at his feet. And just standing under oh. the light, complete pitch black. It's like two in the morning, three in the morning, looking at his feet and in his underwear, tidy whities, and we're like uh. and we were so scared we just went back to we just went back to our sleeping bags and like twenty minutes later he just came back in, closed the door and went to sleep.
0: And you never spoke never to him talk again, about right? it, right? Me and Brad you were always like him, and you said, kid? "All right, well, this guy isn't in my we, life. He's possessed." We never hung out again
1: with David <laughs> because we were terrified because we were like, "Well, if he comes to our house. What is he going to do?" But sleep—that's wow. my sleepover story because, like, I'll never forget that. Like the image in my mind of him doing that is like burned into my memory because it's like I,
0: that's. I would have called my parents and been like, you come and get me out of this devil den. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? (laughs) He made it to the outside and was standing. Oh, Oh, that's terrible.
1: Can we talk about sleepwalking?
0: I used to sleepwalk. I would sleepwalk and get into the bathtub and draw myself a bath (laughs) and just, like, wake up wet in the bathtub and be like, (gasps) why? (laughs) That is insane.
1: Yeah. That's insane. You could... How... How do people sleepwalk and like not hurt themselves seriously? Most, With David a lot of people do. walking out in the street. Like yeah. yeah. Or like you have to like sleepwalk proof things right people have to do Mm -hmm. that right they have to like lock the doors on the outside or something or well it's
0: also like that thing i feel like it it, i feel like when you sleepwalk when you sleepwalk, you're tapping into that part of your brain like do you know like whenever you're driving in a really familiar area how sometimes you just go into autopilot mode and it's like you're soft focusing and you park your car and go how the hell did i get here like the last 10 minutes are Mm -hmm. a blur yeah i feel like that's the same like part of your brain that sleepwalks where it's like like for me I would get up out of my bed, which I was in a loft bed, so I'd have to go down a ladder. I would go down a ladder, open my bedroom door, go to the bathroom, yeah. do all this stuff. That's a thing I did twice a day every single day. Yeah, You know what I mean? So, so I feel like my body was just in autopilot mode and it just knew exactly the steps, exactly when to reach for the doorknob, exactly where the rungs were on my little bed ladder. But I have no idea. It terrifies me to this day, the idea of sleepwalking. I sleep talk. I talk in my sleep every single night. And it's bad. That's that's something I, I say know. horrible things. <laughs> <laughs> I need to record it. From my... I say my real opinions about musical theater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think liberals should be able to practice it. That's right. No, that's uh, boy. So did you ever do that at summer parties though? Like call your parents and say, "Hey, you need to come get me." Have you? Did you ever do that? I feel like
1: I feel like I might have. Yeah. I don't remember a specific instance. I know it's happened at parties I was at where other, where other people wanted to go home, mm-hmm. but that, that that's all I remember.
0: I did it one time, and it was, I think it was at my friend Curtis's house, mm-hmm. and I, it was, uh, yeah, it was Curtis's house. I remember it well because it was the last night of summer, like, it, it well, it was like the last proper night of summer. Yeah. So let's say if school starts on Monday, this is Saturday night. So, in kid world, where in the part of kid world where I'm from, last night of summer, you stay like you go hard, like you yeah. drink soda pops, you play with Legos, you watch a movie, <laughs> you do the, you play you the GameCube, to. like yeah. you, like this is our last night of freedom before we're back in school, and th- the parents at this house were just like you guys are going to bed at like 9 p.m. And I said, what are you talking about 9 p.m.? And they're like, you have school, like school starts this next week. You need to get used to going back to bed. And I was like, you don't get to tell me what to do. You're not my dad. (laughs) Like, you're not my parent. I didn't say that out loud. I was a very polite kid. I was silently just sitting there nodding, going like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, my God, where am I? So, yeah, I started almost like probably 5, 10, maybe 30. I might have given it 30 minutes later I think my stomach hurts. <laughs> like I started pretending to have a stomach ache. Yeah, pretending to be a little bit sick so that they would call my parents and be like, uh, yeah, Chance wants to go home. He, his stomach hurts." And my mom just like comes and is like, "Okay. Jeez fuck." It, but it was like still early though, mind yeah. you, because of obvious reasons. So I come and get picked up. The second I get into the car, I'm like, I'm perfectly fine. I couldn't stay there. <laughs> I, did, I didn't want to be with those fucking virgins. Uh, Hell yeah! <laughs> no, I don't mean. I no Well, they they weren't virgins because they had children. Uh, no, they're lovely people. I just <laughs> I was just like, I know I'm a party animal. I'm going And then I proceeded to just sit up alone in my room doing things I could have been doing with a friend.
1: Hey, there you go.
0: Yeah, that's that's how you
1: pop off at the end of your summer. Agreed summer yeah. it feels it's so weird that summer break was literally like eight weeks but it felt like a year it felt like a, a lifetime kid. yeah and now it's like eight weeks is like nothing right. like i just i just ate i just like eight weeks ago i'm i was the same like i've just been i've been doing eight weeks every other day like it's what it feels like that's time is so different that now. is
0: so sad <laughs> No, <laughs> that's the no, 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 I've no, ever no, heard no, in my life. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay.
1: No, no, I'm I'm exaggerating, but absolutely yes. you are. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's well, and did, did you? Uh, I I know you were a band kid, so you probably had some other experience. As soon as I got to high school, there was no more such thing as summer
1: because no, I was a football
0: really. player, so. Mm-hmm. It was football practice as soon as summer. As soon as school ended, summer school began, and summer was like football players had to do summer school for weightlifting. Like yeah. that's how like we all got PE credits for like weightlifting and like strength and agility training and conditioning and whatnot. And we'd have to be at the school bright and early, like eight a.m. Yep. every day in the summer, yeah, yep. and then two a days and camps and stuff. So mm-hmm. summer really wasn't a thing after a certain point. And it was kind of like recess, like recess got ripped away from us after yeah. one grade, and then summer got ripped away from us. And it's like, oh, I think this is good training for life. Eventually, good things will just be ripped away yeah, from you. from
1: you every time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, my, and I didn't do, obviously didn't do football camps, but I was in, I was in marching band, and in the summer, the marching band practice, they to beat the heat, they wanted to go earlier, so sometimes we would go from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's oh, in my summer oh, time, right? God. But. Honestly, it works great when you're in high school because you have all the fucking energy in the world. You go six to two and then you just like hang out all fucking night. Like, you're fine. Now it would suck, but like then it's like. That's what. How nice of the, the the band teacher to like allow us to. They know, you know, whatever. Yeah. And we're not. It's not a hundred degrees out at like three or whatever.
0: Yeah, for sure. Anyway, what else? Uh, what What would you say? Because like you know, elementary school, everyone's just kind of playing pretend and mo- and moving and shaking. Some yeah. people are getting mature faster than others. Middle school is kind of like the great equalizer because of pu- the puberty yeah. of it all, and you mm-hmm. know we have lockers now, some schools and shit like that. Yeah, how would you categorize yourself in middle school? What like what what? How would you describe yourself?
1: Um, I just a fucking weird kid. I mean, mm-hmm. that's again, I already said weird. It doesn't mean anything, but no. I it's it's to me middle school is like the time when you're really discovering who you are those yeah. three awkward years of like it's the in-betweeners and literally the school how is it I, it's so weird that it's a different type of school than the other two schools no. and some don't have that but for us it's like oh well, there's three years you're in middle school which but i when i think of middle school i think of like i am I'm, I'm i'm the growth spurts the my voice is changing and all this and it's it, my identity is 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 lost on me and i don't i really don't know how to describe myself because it's I'm still weird, but I'm I'm I, I have the weird boy personality, but I'm getting an adult body, which is fucking uncomfortable for everyone, parents and mostly included. Yeah. But so yeah, so middle school middle school Rick is he did band and then he just played fucking video games with his boys. Like that's it. But you're
0: a big time gamer. Yeah. Is that when I the gaming it. began?
1: No, so I actually have a story about that. Um, gaming began but it it became big in middle school because i didn't really at that point in my in in my neighborhood i i didn't really hang out with anyone because i got i got bullied a lot so i couldn't really hang out with anyone or they just like kick my ass or like wouldn't pick me and so you have to go home i was like oh that sucks yeah but anyway gaming started when i was um when i uh when i was like five years old the first time going back to you asking who do you hang out with in your neighborhood. The first time I ever went over to another person's house to hang out when I was five years old was Aaron Hassler. Shout out. Shout out. To Aaron Whoa, Hassler. You're, um, you're getting it. Yeah, we're having fun. Uh I went over there and I was like, oh cool, I'm gonna hang out with my friend for the first time. A friend in their house. I go up to the front door and they have a German Shepherd rescue. His name's Bugs. And, I, and every dog I've ever known in my entire life, up until my young five year old life, was oh, you, no. you pet it and it will love to be pet. Oh, no. And I reach my little five year old hand out like this, as you can see this on the podcast. Shaking. Everyone listening, yeah, shaking like an old man. <laughs> and it goes for me and it bites me in the stomach. And I still have the mm-hmm. scar on it. It's fucking badass. Jesus. Um, but it ripped a chunk out of me, five years old. Um,. Yeah, dad grabs me. Uh, It's okay. You know, it's mostly just surface stuff. Didn't get surgery or anything, but just really bad scar. My mom felt so bad for me. I had no idea what a video game was at all, right? I'm five years old, It's 1999, maybe early 2000. She takes me to Toys R Us. She buys me an N64 and Super Smash Bros. that day. Wow. She felt so bad that I was a chunk of me was taken out by a dog, that she bought me my first game and gaming console. Wow. Never asked for it, never wanted it, didn't even know what it was. Bought me a video game, and that's where it started.
0: So thanks to that dog, a big part of your personality was unlocked. Literally, <laughs> and to
1: this day, I call myself a gamer, and I'm 27 years old, which is a yeah. fucking joke. Um, but yeah, literally, yeah, I, I feel like if that had never happened, I always tell people, if, I, if that had never happened... I'd probably be a doctor or something. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, I had to have something <laughs> fucked up happen like gender personality. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and that's when I started gaming. But to go back to what you were saying, yeah, like, middle school, like, really, gaming became, like, a coping mechanism almost. Like, because, like, I couldn't fucking hang out in person because everyone would, like, make fun of me. Like, but online gaming became a thing then. And you could have voice chat. So I socialized online. Like that's how I became who I am, which is like a real big part of who I am now.
0: You are a crafty otter
1: literally that's, that's your gamer been tag. my that's been my gamer tag since 2005 wow that's my 16 year old online alias which you all now know if you're listening so you can find me on all platforms yeah. that are not social <laughs> that I don't want people to find me that's right. my name
0: <laughs> yeah didn't don't you have a friend that you've been like friends with for like over a decade that yeah. you've never met in person you just played yeah. games with
1: yeah Shane we we literally messaged the other the other wow. week we need to hang out he got smash bros on Nintendo Switch that's so wild. Shane and I and I, his is weird. I know it's wild, right? Like, so we, I've known him since I was 13. I'm 27 now. He's like the longest standing friend of my life. And we've never met in person ever.
0: Wow. Um, yeah.
1: His name's Shane Dryden. I know his cousins. We've hung out online, right? Like yeah. video chat. Where does he like live? In, uh, Michigan. Oh, Troy. Cool. Yeah. Um, and Troy, Michigan. Well, don't dox town. the guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, his address. Is, yeah. He, um. He's he's been a he's been a big part of my life. He's been a really good friend. He's gone through way worse shit and he's like pulled himself out, like literally by his bootstraps, like his ability to like help himself and his family. But um anyway, Shane and I met. I remember when we met in this video literally the moment we met in a video game, which I'm not gonna get into, but it was so weird that I have a memory of that. Yeah. And he's had a thousand online aliases, but we've stayed friends ever since. Original Xbox three sixty, Xbox One pc discord and now we just we just met just on discord and we're just like buds wow and he just sends me videos of otters and shit ch- like yeah like we've been friends for like 14 years and we've never met in person he literally last year and i'll say this because he won't listen but he was he wants to do something else with his life and like really make a change he's a smart motherfucker like he anything he applies himself to he succeeds at but he Back when we lived at the old old place, this is, oh, it's not last year, so two years ago, because I forgot, we lost a year to the pandemic. God bless America, in um, the world. Um, he was like, "Hey man, like I just like I'd love to do creative shit and like this film stuff. Like he's done sketches and like all this other stuff. He's like, I'd love to move to L.A. and like do all this stuff. I'll literally live on your floor. I know this is insane because like we've never met, <laughs> but like I will be your roommate and like pay whatever. You can live at the end of my room." Or in your room, like I don't care, like whatever. And I was like, Shane, I like I can't, like I'm not in a situation to do that. But like, yeah, right? Wow, like, would that have been crazy? That's I'm like, bizarre, yeah. a guy I've known for 14 years, but haven't really ever met.
0: Hey, everyone, the serial killer that I've been. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I can't, say. and that's why I was like, oh, know like, oh, man, yeah, <sighs> Well, that's very big of you to be able to be like, hey, no, <laughs> yeah, and well, we're still friends. It's important, right? yeah. yeah, boundaries, yeah. boundaries, yeah. And but balance. anyway yeah well good gamer gamers yeah I mean yeah middle school's weird and you said high school's not that big of a deal to you so we don't really have to talk about it much yeah you did marching band probably dated a little bit here and there I had one girlfriend sniffed around yeah my
1: first girl (laughs) Yeah, I lost my virginity at sixteen. Is that a little early? A lot of people tell me that's a little early. That's probably a, li- I, a little. I really feel like I just jumped in by saying that out loud. I'm sorry.
0: No, nah, please. I mean, we 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 talk about that stuff on here. I I mean, it's like, it, it, what what's early? What's late? Yeah. with it you know like it's like if it happened it happened I mean yeah. I, oh, God, right. I, I, I regret hope regrets. it was a good encounter and legal and not like a fucked up traumatizing thing obviously but yeah. you know whenever you're like if it happens when you're in high school with someone you're dating fine if it happens when you're in college with someone you're dating yeah. fine if it never happens you die a virgin that's really okay too there's nothing wrong with dying a virgin there's nothing wrong with any of that it's actually perfectly normal there are many of us um, there are many people who are that way chance we talked about this man you didn't want right. to go into it I need to um, take a 45-minute break, Uh, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how to work the software to where we could pause the episode, so if you could vamp, that would be fucking sick. So, yeah, vamp. And we're back. Uh, (laughs) So let's talk about college, because that's Mm -hmm. where uh, we met. Here we go. You get to Missouri State. You're a graphic design major. Graphic design was your passion. Yeah, dude, it's my passion. It's my place. (laughs) Missouri State. Yeah, uh, one, two, skip a few. You did Pie Cap. You mm-hmm. did Pie Cap. I'm sorry, it's not four years, it's four life. Uh, that's m- saying you did Pie Cap kind of minimalizes it. I did it. it good. You were a brother of the order of the order of Pie and the Cap. Big Pie guy. Yeah. I love me some Pie. Isn't it? You, didn't you tell me at one point like pie caps from other like because pie cap at Missouri State is like very cool like normal goofy kind of like m- like meme kids. What, the only one. <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. That's right, the
1: only one in America.
0: Uh, well, because you said like you met some other pie caps like at spring break and they were all like, oh, it's fucking, blah, blah, blah. we're gonna yeah. go crush some beers and then some pussy, and you're like, uh, we like sharing memes and yeah. <laughs>
1: Pretty much the extent of it was that it was that's like ah oh, these people are
0: awful. Yeah. What was your audition to get into the BFA program like? Oh God. That's a that's a fun one. Yeah, I uh
1: so it's related to PiCap because I didn't really know what I I was super interested in and then you know, it was brought up to me by a guy named Taylor Swink, shout out. Um, who was in PiCap and he was in the acting program and he said, Hey, I think you'd be a really good actor, like you're really entertaining. Uh gah, 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 gah. Anyway, I was like, okay, whatever. And I did this audition, da-da-da.
0: You've said yada-yada-yada, ga-ga-ga-ga-ga, and da-da-da-da.
1: So, so <laughs> that's fair. I'm doing a very bad job of telling the story because I don't remember it very well. Oh yeah. All I remember are the feelings of, like, I did the thing, I got put on a wait list, and I remember just thinking, well, I need to go audition again and just be like, no, I'm serious, like, give me a chance. That's all I remember. The first one I don't remember because I was so fucking nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. Oh,
0: so you auditioned twice.
1: I did. I don't know if you oh, know this. I did not know that. So so the first time I auditioned, I got put on the wait list. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that doesn't mean anything to me. That's, right. a, that's a maybe, which means no.
0: Yeah, no one makes it off the wait list. Yeah. yeah. And
1: so I came back in again, and I did a little bit better, but I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I remember – this is the thing I remember is Sarah and Kurt – Sarah and Kurt were the ones – in on my audition and sarah said on a scale of one to ten how like serious are you about doing this as a career and before she could finish the word career i said 10 yeah. that's the only reason i got into the acting program it was yeah. not for my raw talent yeah right like i was never leading anything but i was like no like i'm 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 serious i'm here again because i came in right for the second audition and you were supposed to like no you were supposed to mention if you were on the waitlist or not I didn't do that i just oh, like yeah. put my name down again and i just came back <laughs> i'm like oh you were you're on the wait list right i'm like yeah i, I really want i really want to be in this program
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's <laughs> it's like
1: that's literally how i got in was like i just said no i'm no i'm serious i'm not kidding oh yeah and i think that's the reason i got in it wasn't because of any like they didn't see anything in me other than like maybe he's kind of cute
0: i don't know Well, commitment is huge in that yeah. program because so many people are lazy and flaky like yeah. I can't tell you how many people that we were in school with that like just straight up, I was like, do you want to like why do you want to do it? Like you don't yeah. like this. Like it's clear yeah. you like the people who when it was mm-hmm. like, all right, time to work on our scenes, who wants to go, I felt like no I was one. taking crazy yeah. pills when I was the only one who would like raise my hand at first. It's like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? you're not ready? Like, you didn't fucking learn your lines? Like, this is... You can get cut from this program, dumbass. Like, mm-hmm. and I was Mr. Goofy, but goofy Pants, so I couldn't ever, like, stand up and be like, hey, folks, we need to work a little bit harder because mm-hmm. I was Mr. Goofy Pants. But it's like, yeah, commitment is huge. Like, it goes yeah. a long way with, like, people like that. So, I mean, it makes sense. Um Trying to remember, like, my first impression of you was you were that, like, you, you like, were, it was in Acting Lab. Mm-hmm. I think you were wearing, like, your UA costume or something.
1: <laughs> okay. I just came from, like, doing yeah. a tour or something. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I was like, oh, look, get a load of this fucking guy. Yeah.
1: You saw <laughs> me that before. That's fair, right? Yeah. Because I was super into the school, right? right. I was like,
0: ah. I mean, I loved, I love, I, wear Friday every Friday from this guy. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then we uh, famously had the same exact schedule. Mm-hmm. Basically, was that junior year?
1: My junior year was my first year in the program, so probably my first senior year for me, and then your junior yes, year. yeah that would have
0: been that. Yeah. And we it, it uh, almost immediately, yeah, <laughs> uh, clicked and bonded. Melanie
1: and... Trier Ludus said, You guys, best friends yet? Right, you yeah, that? she did she call just, that she out. Knew, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. That's so funny because I think Shout I was out. so desperate. Shout out, Melanie! God, I wish I could have her on Honestly, the show, but she lives in Canada now and is like, "Melanie's the
1: coolest."
0: She really I need is. to send her a
1: message, be like, "Hey, you're the most awesome." The first time I ever felt really good in the program was, when I was in the class with her. Like, she made me feel like I could do this. Yeah, she fucking rocks, and she gave me really good notes, but like honest, real notes too. And then like when I sucked, like she told me I sucked. Like, yeah. she was a great teacher.
0: She let me assistant direct unnecessary farce at yeah. 10th theater, which was very fun. Okay. That they couldn't pay me much, and they couldn't give me a meal plan so I would just go into the dining hall and tent theater has a little sign in sheet uh for tent because tent actors are on like a meal plan and tent crew. I was not on that meal plan, but I would just sign a fake name every single time and I ate free for an entire summer and uh I'm sorry if this is if this is uh this is this is all parody and it's all a joke. (laughs) Missouri State can pay for it. You're right. Yeah, but uh, Melanie's great, and then we would we had the same schedule, like especially Tuesdays and Thursdays, because we would go. We we talk about this all the time to everyone we meet, but we would go from class to break time, the gas station across across Missouri State,
1: off Grand, and we'd get our snacks, and
0: then we would go to the green room. Mm -hmm. And what would we do every single day?
1: We would. We would start by watching the trailer for The Force Awakens because it was about to come out the next, this, this, that Christmas 2016 or 2015 it would have been. Yeah. Or something like that. So yeah, I mean, we would watch the trailer every single time. Every single day. We probably watched it like 15, 20 times.
0: What was weird is you also like moved in or you, we were becoming friends at the same time. Completely separately from the two of us, I was also becoming friends with Caleb, and yeah. you guys were like about to move in together. Yeah,
1: like we were good friends. It yeah. was this
0: odd sort of like circle of oh 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 you you me you who huh, huh? and then we all started doing improv team together. Yeah. which was fun. And you had never done improv before that, right? No, I had no idea. Right. I well, you were a fast learner. I learned quick. Do you remember those Missouri State improv shows? How like, God, I hate sounding like a like uncle rico and napoleon dynamite but those were incredible right They're really fun like it made it made doing it afterwards
1: so lame and shitty yeah 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 in la when it's like i'm in los angeles and there's like two people and i'm with a bunch. Of, anyway no i feel that yeah, like, like it was this is like this is the we knew we knew we're in it we, this is the peak like, right <laughs> for those
0: of you for those of you listening that didn't go to Missouri State, don't know, like never saw one of our shows, we would have like 200 plus people every mm-hmm. single week. Yeah. And it was like a fucking party. And they meant it. Like they were all listening. They were laughing. They yeah. loved our like little inside bits when Adam would come out dressed as a candy wizard and, th- yeah. and whip like hard candy at people in the front yeah. row, like throw it as hard as he could. Like it was like an event. People yeah. fucking loved the improv team. Yeah, And it was uh, some of the best times times I've had doing improv, which for me, going to Chicago right after, obviously a much bigger improv town, but Mm -hmm. still, it was kind of shell-shocky for me and the boys, to, because we all did it, me and the guys I moved to Chicago with, Doyle, Bryce, and Caleb, shouts out, it, uh, it was a bit of a shell shock for us going from you know like the 200 plus people being the kings of the school comedically yeah. to uh back to square one basically yeah, yeah. but then we were fortunate enough to hop in on the cage match show at IO and go. went on a run that ended up breaking the record and all that stuff but fuck IO it's dead and I piss on it's grave uh yeah, <laughs> fuck IO no I mean they there's some good people there it's just one bad egg kind of spoiled a lot of the well are bunch. they there is IO dead yeah <laughs> what did <laughs> Are you a witch? Hello <laughs> there. Are they dead? Are they gone now? This almost sounds like our Huck voice, which, Huck is in bed. He's upstairs with his daddy. We have the best dog in the world at this house. We love him. We love him. Yeah, what was... uh? So what was it like just hopping in into the, a college a theater program, having done almost no... <laughs> acting or theater at all it was really interesting because again
1: like i lived my life just like going. i don't fucking know what i'm doing i was just throw myself into it and just like taking it as it was there's was a lot of stuff that i thought was really goofy and 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 and, and silly not applicable and, and i wondered if i was even really doing anything for a lot of <laughs> especially in the beginning when they were going very easy on us and i was like am i even like whatever but then i understood later like what they were trying to do like eases into like the idea of, of a lot of stuff but like, I don't know. Uh, could we have learned this anywhere else for free?
0: <laughs> like on YouTube? Yeah. Like take a YouTube acting. Class? I mean,
1: the most important things we got out of it, I think, are the people we met, right? Like the people you and we me met here, yeah. like you and I here having this conversation. Like that's the most important thing. And that's true. I mean, there's definitely and and I can't I can't go against like all the stage stuff we learned and all that and, like the and, and like the fundamentals of acting, but. I mean, you know, in some places I I, I wonder if I could have just like signed up for like a six week course here in L.A. and booked a commercial because I see the people who are like (laughs) looking at things and go, oh, okay, cool.
0: Well, there is like such a that's interesting you say that because there really is a category where it's like at a certain point, it's like you have it or you don't. I'm sorry. You can take yeah. as many classes as you want, but you yeah. ha- it's it's you're born with it. You it, it's people something have that you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. have you either have the spark that makes you interesting on stage, on film, whatever that like makes you pop off like 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 yeah. come off the page, come off the screen, whatever the fuck it is. And it's you can spot it right away. And that's why yeah. that's how you know it's real. Like people yeah. like to pretend it's like no, if you go to Juilliard and train your yeah. craft. It's like, well, yeah, because all those people to get into Juilliard, you kind of need to have that spark.
1: They're there,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think there is something to be said about you know the technique, the, the the formal training, things like that. But also, yeah. it was just for me because I always knew I was more of like like I'm a comedian in an acting program, and mm-hmm. I learned that very early on. But being a part of the acting program, theater major, stuff like that, it just it helped me to sort of access my creativity. I think mm-hmm. in a way, like it taught yeah. me how to be how to have some confidence in creative, creative like work, life, whatever the fuck, as a as as a legitimate path. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that was big that was what was big for me. I remember when I was a senior in high school I did this movie called Treehouse, which Mm -hmm. is available Mm -hmm. on Amazon Prime and Mm -hmm. you can find it in D V D stores. And the lead actor in that movie, he was like thirty, he looked 10 Not really 10, but he played a 15-year-old, and he was like 31, and his name's J. Michael Troutman. I think he's still out here somewhere. He lived in LA back then. I think he still lives in LA. I think he's still acting. He was on a couple episodes of Shameless, and he had a BFA in acting, and I was about to start auditioning for these BFA programs, and I was just like, could you tell me about what, how the important, and I just remember he told me, yeah, the piece of paper I have on my wall has never gotten me a job, but it, it... it it got me to the place where I could start going and looking for jobs. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's it gives you
1: a little bit of confidence or like yeah. understanding from people who have or you know, are working, like mm. professors and stuff, like, Oh yeah, this is this is what we
0: do. Yeah. It's what good. We've done, you know, like yeah. is how we've done it. Did you have a favorite college memory? Favorite college memory. You were the Missouri State Greek god. I mean, that's probably one the one, right?
1: Like, you yeah. go in front of again. That's that. That was a performance, right? And in front of that performance, there were it was a co- competition. So there were you know whatever like twenty five fucking fraternities or whatever, and all they, most of them didn't give a shit about it. It was stupid. But I was the only one who like putting any effort into it. You bought like six treadmills. I bought four treadmills.
0: There's
1: 50 dollars a piece. Missouri <laughs> prices. We love it um yeah no my dad did that actually he helped me he helped me get those um and then shipped them on to me um we love rick but uh we yeah danced on fucking treadmills in my garage as a rehearsal and then did this stupid fucking thing but it's in front of like it was in front of like a thousand people like all the greek life were, was like there yeah. in an arena and i'm dancing on a fucking treadmill i show up <laughs> to that, right? There's like the pre like we had to do like a thing where we had to show like it's appropriate to them at the PSU theater, whatever. Cool, awesome, it works. They're like, cool, awesome. That's hilarious. We love it. And then we you had You did to, the OK Go, Here it Goes Again. Yeah, if news, you haven't seen yeah. the OK Go Here It Goes Again, treadmill dance, look it up. It's old school YouTube. A lot of people didn't know what it was um when I was doing it, which is really weird, or afterwards, They're like you came up with that. I was like, No. But I show up to it wasn't um, JQH, but the old one behind it where the volleyball players play. Yeah. That's where they did all the performances and shit like that. Yeah. And we show up, and there's this, like, the company that's supposed to, like, light and do the sound for all this, some fucking dudes from Missouri, like these old school guys. And I show up, and I have the treadmills, and the, the thing this guy says is, like, oh, well, I don't know if we have the wattage for them, so hopefully they'll work. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so my whole talent is is as a dance I've choreographed on moving treadmills, <laughs> And if the electricity does not work, I don't have a backup plan. They're just going right. to turn off and I'll just be in front of a thousand people going, uh, uh, goodbye. <laughs> like, that's the, that was that's the first thing probes. I heard. Yeah. Um, but we go out there and we fucking, we do the thing. And it goes way better than I expected it to. And like, I win or whatever, which is, you know, it's. it's- you win
0: or whatever. You You, you won. Yeah,
1: I won. We had to answer a question. We had to do that. And there was like a third thing. I don't remember. Um, But the the, the talent thing was, uh, it was so exhilarating because it was so stupid and it was so pure and fun and it made so many people happy and... I had the dean of students come up to me later when we went to. You and I used to go to that club in the PSU. Uh,
0: yeah the uh,
1: the Union Club, Union which Club, which was this
0: fancy ass little <laughs> restaurant dining experience on the top floor of the student union. That it was. People thought the popular opinion on campus was that is just for professors and like staff, like faculty and staff are the only ones who are allowed to eat there. That is not true. Anyone can eat there. And it was like $8 for an all-you-can-eat, like, nice catered, like, lunch with dessert and coffee and stuff. And we would go up there and just re- – because the professors did not like it when students would come up. Like, they would all give the side eye and the stink eye and shit. Mm-hmm. But the dean of students did come up to you. Yeah. He and- He's
1: like, I just have to tell you. That was that was amazing the the <laughs> talent and I was like oh my god yeah sure yeah thank you, thank Whatever. you very yeah. much <laughs> it was a fun dumb thing I did but it was yeah. so sweet of him to even do that and I was like oh I guess people really enjoyed that and it it that reminded me of why I like to do all that dumb shit and like put the like get some friends and say hey two nights a week for like eight weeks let's rehearse a stupid fucking dance because it might make people happy and I'm like oh that's the whole point of all this is like yeah. you make people laugh or like you make people happy and that reminds me of Going all the way back to being a kid, like this shit where I like pretend to fall, like making my mom laugh or like, making my dad laugh, like that's that's what it's about, man. Yeah, like, you've always happy. been a cut up. I try to be. You're a I'm also ham. an asshole though. Like sometimes I can be a really big dick, and yeah. I feel bad about that. But like that's me and my dad. A dick,
0: a whiny baby. You, mm, know.
1: <laughs> you know what are you talking about? Yeah, no, that's true. I can whiny. T- I can be whiny too. But <laughs> I think at the end of the day, like the whole point of me getting into all this is I'm not a comedian. I can't do. I I can, that's not I can't. I just don't really. Feel feel the urge to do stand up but i think my my goal in wanting to do all this is to, like make people like literally laugh and like make them happy yeah. because i love doing that at my job right now at my fucking brewery like i was like what's a dumb fucked up bit i could do right now yeah like that's always my thought always my thought how can i make someone feel better about right now especially when they come up to me and they're like really frustrated at a customer or something i'm like oh man i must be Cause you're big veiny cock, dirt, <laughs> and then like they laugh, like you know what I mean, like
0: yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like
1: I want to be that person that like makes them feel better. So yeah. I don't know, and that's and noble... sometimes I suck them off, like that's what you have to do sure, to be an entertainer sure. and that is to work in this industry. Pursuit.
0: It's noble. It's yes. sort of like you're almost a sacrificial lamb. Yes, oh, so It's hard to be me. You want to talk about laughter. I don't think there's ever been a singular room on this earth where more laughter was shared than in uh apartment four at the yeah. Bosch. Your you and Caleb's famous apartment. Mm-hmm. So much just shit. And I know this sounds like the most basic bitch like that that was crazy. We were wild the shit that got like we 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 did uh it gets worse up there was was mm-hmm. you know it was Caleb and mm-hmm. Doyle's show but it was at your guys apartment i did almost all of them like as a performer we would pack like 95 to 100 plus people yeah. into this little two bedroom like a townhouse little apartment in mm-hmm. springfield breaking every city code i'm sure yeah. floor should have crumbled did that we did that remember movie toast with chance and ricky where we roasted uh, mm-hmm. the scooby-doo movie and a bunch of yeah. people came and out the for PSU that psu
1: theater yeah
0: well well we did the psu theater roast but then we did movie toast at the apartment oh, yes. and we sat on your star wars table That's and right. talked into like a little like karaoke microphone set yeah. over the movie and uh then what else did we uh the character kitchen
1: yeah, that's my favorite one I remember. Yeah. Cuz Caleb commanded that and Caleb <laughs> is a fucking hilarious human being. <sighs> Dude, Come. when I think of apartment 4 and living with Caleb, my and I and I have to go to an aside but like there were I don't remember if you were th- I don't know if you were there. I I don't really remember who was all there, but there was a bunch of people. We were in the pool. It was some summer. I um, was there, Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I was there. For and
1: those. I just I can still I can still see it um looking up at because the apartment had the it it had it had the like walkway in front of it so you had to to get to anywhere you had to go to the side you go out the front door go to the side and you have to go down yeah. a staircase and then you're in the garage or like wherever the fuck you have to be it was like
0: a motel yeah situation. literally yeah. like
1: that like it looked like look like a motel but like up like a, a story so you have to go down a, a, a thing and we're all having fun in the pool, whatever, ah, and I look over, and I hear the door open, I see the door open, and it's Caleb, and he's in a full suit and tie, pants and dress shoes and everything. I'm like, where's he going? It's like, I mean, it was probably like a Saturday, like two o'clock. Like, where is he going? He doesn't have a, you know, he's not working in, he's not at a bank. <laughs> right. What is he, What's where's Caleb going? And we're like, ah, and he's coming closer to the, he comes up over this, this like, to the parking lot and i don't and know if i yelled something or someone said something
0: i knew what he was up to the second he walked through that door and i just immediately was pissed off continue
1: yeah oh yeah you i don't remember you saying this <laughs> so but i had funny. i was truly <laughs> shocked i had no idea what he was doing and he walks over towards the gate and i say something to him he completely ignores me like what's going on is he okay like i'm completely fucking straight over my head he opens the gate into the pool area, comes into the pool area. We're all swimming and doing whatever. We're all looking at him. And in a full suit, tie, pants, shoes, he just walks into the pool casually in this like really nice suit. And he swims up to the top. And he comes out. <laughs> and someone said, what are you doing? And he goes, business.
0: He said, my business is fun. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what he said. My business is fun as he's (laughs) wiping his glasses clean from the water, and then he just went back into the house. And then that suit stayed out on the front, on the fucking balcony for the rest of the year. Yeah, the best part of that
1: story is yeah, Caleb threw the suit and all that shit out on our balcony, and he never.
0: It was ruined. Yep. It just sat out. And that all was a nice suit, dude. He, yeah, he talks nice. about that a lot. He's like, and "I that was a, like I wore that suit to things." Yeah, <laughs> he ruined it for the bit. And
1: yep. oh my god, like I'll never. That was the funniest shit. But oh yeah, the character kitchen. Yeah. Like we had our kitchen and there's two doorways. If you came in one and came out the other, you had to come out with a character.
0: It'd or be a we'd person. all we'd roast your ass. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. That well. <laughs> I remember this wasn't an apartment four thing, but I remember one of my favorite improv moments of all time. And talking about improv in the past tense is one of the lamest things a human being can do. Yeah. But it was a moment with you on stage where we were doing we were we were doing a scene about like we were in Texas and it was all about guns and we mm-hmm. loved guns and we were like gun guys and stuff. And I was, I, like, heightened the, like, it was like, oh, I have two guns. I have three guns. And I heightened it to, my wife is a gun. I'm married to a gun. And, and oh, I'm from Texas. And you, like, you were like, oh, let me, let, let me, and you're like, may I, may I see your wife? And I said, here you go. And I think it was, like, Connor Aller or something was yeah. my wife. And I, like, the shout out. And I passed... I passed him off to you, and you, like, grabbed him, and, like, he went, boom, like, like, bing, and, like, like a bullet, and you go, oh, I'm sorry, I fired your wife, <laughs> and I looked at you and said, it's all right, we're in an open carry relationship. Yeah. And that, my friends, is improv. <laughs> you no, know, apartment four, well, that's Beautiful. the thing is, there's so many things that happen in apartment four that it's just, like, every night was, like just dumb stupid fun like yeah. you had the projector going we'd watch movies we'd take legendary naps which sounds super lame mm-hmm. but there were some legendary naps to be had in that mm-hmm. apartment just a lot of uh, a lot of studying uh, that turned into the opposite of studying uh, which turned into some bad grades for me that i had to really be go. like okay well maybe i don't need to maybe i can't study at apartment four
1: <laughs> not a good place to get work done
0: yeah but okay. and then we turned it into a club, like a nightclub for Milk and Cookies that one year.
1: Yeah, we did do that. And yeah. it was our it was our senior year. I was like, oh, we can do our place. You know, Kale will go out, and um, we had it between that and Molly. Molly offered her apartment as well, which is very right yep. kind of her. And, and it was Annie. like shout out, Molly. Higgins.
0: And you shared a balcony with her, so we, we did. had like yeah one apartment was like. All the drinks are here, the talking's happening here, the other part was like the dance apartment and it was just like a wild, wild
1: night. Yeah, it was crazy. And I remember being the door the doorman and I was out there and the thing about this was it was a fundraiser for our our trip to Los Angeles. We had to raise money to like pay for shit. And it was called Milk and Cookies. You'd always like it was like a five dollar like door charge and then it was and that got you like the jungle juice or whatever which was super cheap and yeah um <laughs> we uh i remember people would usually pay me cash but some people would come but they just wanted to be at the party but they wouldn't want to pay me cash be like oh i don't have any cash and i literally got a square one of those readers <laughs> and be like oh cool i take card
0: yeah and they were like
1: <laughs> And they would like roll their eyes and go, Oh fuck, damn it. god damn it. All right, I, mean, they I had guess I'll me. support like, your dreams. It's for us, yeah, for our fucking thing. I was like, you want to tip on top of that? And then yeah. they usually would too, but
0: Which that fundraiser led to showcase in LA, which was my first time coming to LA. Yeah. Yours
1: yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, my second, my second time. Okay. I and knew then.
0: That's but, when yeah. I met Lucas and we famously drove around Koreatown one night for two hours, I think, trying to At find like parking. It was like an hour
1: and a half to find a parking, and then it took Horrible. like 20 minutes to walk back. And I was like, oh, I'm never going to
0: live here. Yeah, I do not want to live I in I love Koreatown. Koreatown. I'm not going to live here. No. no, and it's still that way. It's still yeah. bad parking. Even pandemic and all, it's still bad parking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ricky. Yes, sir. As we're approaching the end of the episode here, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you the thing that I ask every guest mm-hmm. uh, as we're sort of coming to the tail end of things. When, how do I want to phrase this? I'm going to phrase it the way I always phrase it. If you could go back in time mm-hmm. to young a younger version of Ricky when he was at his most lost, his most directionless, mm-hmm. maybe I always my 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 famous phrase is I always say it's like you're walking up a mountain and you have your map and the wind blows it out of your hands. Now you don't know where mm-hmm. the fuck to go. It could have been. 20 years ago, it could have been last week. Yeah. What would you say to that Ricky? Uh, Find a way to overcome your fear. You're more capable
1: than you tell yourself. Okay. Um, You're
0: stronger than you believe, smarter than you seem, and stronger than you Something like that. I I want to
1: change my mind. Uh, Live, laugh, love. Tell yourself that.
0: I want you to die.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want you to be dead. I want to change it again. If you can't handle me
0: at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best, Ricky. That's true. You don't deserve me at my best, Ricky. Are you talking to yourself? <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you? What are? You, what are your? Uh, what's going on in your life right now? Anything exciting, dude? You want to tell the people about? I'm just grinding it out at my
1: brewery, just having a good time, pouring yeah. some brewskis and making some pretty good money to try to pay off some debt
0: um we've I had wanna... a pretty nice time in our in our in our uh in our almost year of we moved we had the, yeah. the place on fulcher in north yeah, hollywood we had a much better place and mm-hmm. just trying to uh yeah settle in
1: here get something really nice and homey which it's really shaping out to be i'm really excited to live here um get some money and then post pandemic like fucking hit the ground and like make some shit that's really cool and makes people laugh and happy yeah. and like Book some shit, you know.
0: Hey, I love to
1: book yeah. things. You book, you were on reading. this show. You That's did right. you did this episode yeah. of this podcast. Thank you to
0: my publicist. It's pretty to <laughs> to myself, right? Your publicist, uh, Richard Mihai. Yeah, this guy's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, and I'm sure, I think we're going to do a roommate's episode with Lucas, and we'll get into more current thing. it'll be like, uh, alright, because Lucas is going to have his own separate episode, and you had your episode, have and it's going to be less like the past, more like, what do we know, I can't going to be it. the I'm, first uh, video uh, one, too, yeah. Uh, well, maybe, get that Lucas is Lucas all the camera shit, Alright, is there anything else you want to say? Uh, uh kiss, uh, what's, kiss what, much love. What's your social medias, where, where can people find uh, you, where can Ricky people follow Mihai. you?
1: R-I-C-K-Y-M-E-H-I-G-H. It's all made up.
0: Oh, it's just at Ricky Mihai? Yeah.
1: No one has my name in the you world. You got it. So, <laughs> at Ricky Mihai on everything. Right. So, if you want. Where can
0: people find that video you did for Hot Wheels?
1: Oh, uh, if you go to Hot Wheels' YouTube channel and you look up, like, Rocket League uh, fucking Christmas gift. I don't know. It's dumb.
0: Ricky well, Ricky's a Hot Wheels uh, influencer. Hot Wheels Rocket League, baby. Check yeah. it out. All right. Well, uh You should go to bed because you have to drive me to the airport in the morning. I have to do like nine more things, including pack. Uh, I haven't packed for my trip that I I leave in less than like eight hours. Have fun. Thank you. I will. Bye. (laughs) Perfect.